Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Stephen Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is episode 91. Finally, I get to stay home in the city of Long Beach, man. I have a very, very special guest. It's like, man, finally, I'm getting some local Long Beach natives, little by little. I want to keep it straight up LBC. Nice. Uh, my special guest for today, Jesus, but we all know him on Instagram as Blue Coyote. What's yes. up, man? Blue Coyote. What's going on, Mega Man? What's up? What's up? Why the name Blue Coyote? Uh, okay, Blue Coyote kind of goes to this. Um... All right, I kind of had like a little episode in my life. Well, t- just to start. Okay. I'll just, tell you, I'll just tell you right off top, I'm a single parent. Mm-hmm. And I have full custody of my child. Me too. So, okay. Oh, what's up, man? What's up? Oh, there you go, single dad. Team. Child support, right. buddy. We're coming yeah. our way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, team single dad. But anyway, so around the time when my family got kind of broken up and I became a single parent, it was a time of a lot of confusion, a lot of... So I started reading a lot, and one thing that attracted me a lot, well, I've always been interested in it, but it's like history. Mm-hmm. And for me, I have Latin roots, so for me, I'm always going to go towards Latin history right away. So I was mm-hmm. reading a lot of like Native American stuff, mm-hmm. Incas, because I have South American background, oh, wow. like Aztec stuff, like stuff like that. And I got really into mythology and, you know, like how we as humans told stories just to, you know what I mean? Just to, it, it, It's been a part of our our species for like so long like even now it's just different now people listen to podcasts right like mm-hmm. they, to keep themselves distracted to teach themselves to learn you know so uh i came across this story that was from i believe it's the pima tribe which mm-hmm. is a native american tribe that's mostly like in arizona and mexico you mm-hmm. know majority of those tribes came from mexico mm-hmm. but uh they had this story about a coyote who they they said that back in the days bluebirds were ugly that's what the Native Americans would say. And that one day, one bluebird, you know, he would go into this magic, like, lake or pond, whatever it was. And each day he would sing a song, like, uh, I, I want to be blue. I love the blue lake. Something along those lines. I'm chopping it up a little bit. But regardless, he did that, like, three times. And on the third day, he came out and he was this beautiful blue bird. Mm-hmm. And this whole time, this coyote was watching. And he's like, yo. So, so he walks up to the bird and he's like, hey, man, like, how did you, you turn blue? Like, just by, and the bird was just like, just sing the song. Do the same thing I did every single day, and on that third day, you're going to be blue. You're going to be nice and bright blue. And at this time, supposedly coyotes were like a weird neon green. I, I don't know why they chose that color, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he did it, and on that third day, he came out nice, bright, and blue. And he was this beautiful coyote. And so he goes, and he's looking around. He's checking out the other animals to make sure that everybody sees that he's this big, beautiful coyote now. And because he was so much like focused on what everybody thought about it, he runs into this tree stump. And when he runs into the tree stump, all of the blue falls off. And underneath it was just this brown coyote. And that's why coyotes are brown to this day. <laughs> so I was like, shit, you know what I mean? When I was kind of trying to come up with a name to kind of like... When I was first going to put my art and start promoting myself on socials, I was like, man, look, you know, what's a cool name that I could use? And I thought back on that story and I was like, I'm going to be that blue coyote, but I'm going to make sure I stay blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I kind of just rolled with it and it went blue coyote. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's blue kind of in French on the uh, on the socials is because uh, blue was already taken. <laughs> That's the true story. Oh, I mean, you got blue coyote, you got yeah. my favorite color. But even though people yeah, say... Improvise. I know, people say like, oh, you like blue Mega Man? You a Dodgers fan? No, I'm a Giants fan. What the fuck? Oh, what Giants the... fan. I know. Crazy. See, but that's, that's the thing. Them. I know. But the name Blue Coyote, that's where I saw, um, and that, we'll talk about that now, 
when the new with the name Blue Coyote stand out and I was like and it's like who's Blue Coyote and stuff and I see people maybe the people that we follow each other and I saw your I clicked on your page and I was like man this guy has some badass photography pictures yeah, yeah, I was like I, I like that. photography stuff and I was like man this is pretty cool and I started following you and stuff and and we just started liking all your pictures and and a lot of the the areas where you take photographs is it's it's all nothing in Long Beach. Yeah, mostly Even, local. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on 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 the Mega Man's podcast. Yeah. You know, I always wanted. It, this is rare to have um, someone Long Beach native to be on the podcast. Yeah. And it's to me, I just want to say it's an honor for. Uh, for you to be on my podcast. No, man, it's an honor for me to be on your Come podcast. Come on, How man. About that? Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, man. This is cool. This no, is cool. It, it, and that's one of the reasons why. And I feel like once my podcast slowly, organically getting bigger and bigger, I want to focus more on like a, like a Long Beach, like businesses, uh, just people of life of, right. of, of, of all around the city. Well, it kind of goes to why probably my photography attracted you because. I also felt the same way walking around Long Beach and I had a small I had a small background in photography but it was more of a hobby like yeah. I just always liked photography I mean I dabble in a lot of different arts but mm-hmm. photography was always something that was interesting to me because it's like you're trapping time you know what I mean you're mm-hmm. you're, you're grabbing a moment but the thing that was the craziest to me living in Long Beach is like I don't see a lot of Long Beach photos I don't see a lot of stuff thrown out there it isn't like the regular stuff. Like, there's a million pictures of the Queen Mary. You know what I mean? Everybody's seen that. Everybody's going to see pictures of the Pike. Everybody's going to see the pictures of the hottest restaurant in Bixby Knowles, in Belmont. And I'm like, there's so much more character to the city. Yeah. If you just walk around, the architecture is just wild to me here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the only city where I can literally just walk right down the street from where we are right now. And every single building is a different style of architecture. Mm-hmm. Like there's it's not like a cookie cutter model like the suburbs or anything like there'll be a Victorian house next to like a uh, ah, man, I don't know, like a 70s, like mid mid century modern type style house. Yeah, because I mean? Long Beach has a lot of different villages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't know is like everything you it's got. Huge. It's huge. Yeah, big. it's Long Beach. And, and, and the history I know is that a lot of people are like, oh, what's the history of Long Beach? Well, actually, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't the name Long Beach. It was called Wilmore. Oh, okay, yeah. That was. It was called Wilmore, and the 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 person who founded the city, uh, Wilmore, is buried on Orange at uh, the the Orange Cemetery on Willow. Okay. That's why, and that's where the the they they're trying to save that cemetery. Wow, I didn't know that. And I didn't know that they have the most smart, the smartest person in the, in the United States is buried there. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know about that's a fun little fact, right? Fun little it makes fact, sense right there. For Long Beach. Yeah, it has a lot. It's a lot of history. A lot of people. A lot of soldiers. You know, were there military okay. and stuff. But there, no one. It, they're trying to save it because the 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 cemetery is all it's full. Well, you can't bury people over there, so that's why they're trying to save it and stuff. If not, they're just gonna give it to the city, right? And all that stuff, because now they have cherry the the cemeteries over there and all that stuff. Right. But yeah. it's a lot of history into that. That's crazy, yeah. Well, that makes sense why that little neighborhood still called Wilmore City. Wilmore, yeah. I never I never knew the history behind it. Yeah, it's yeah. it says something where I I, I want to learn more about uh, Long Beach more much as I can because. I mean, you live here, I live here, man. We have to know what our city is about. And even for, because I know you're a single father, 
Um, I'm going to be married, so no more single life. <laughs> but uh, I want my kids to understand Long Beach, too. Oh, of course. And that's of the course. thing I love, I love about Long Beach. Well, I think that also has to do a little bit with having, like, a Latin background. Because I've always said this. I've always, like, don't get me wrong. I'm 100% proud to be an American because I was born here. I was yeah. actually born here. But growing up in a Latin American household, like, you saw a different sense of pride to, like... Where your parents came from Like the way they talk about Coming from Mexico And my mother's from Ecuador So I'm half Ecuador And I have South American roots You try the guinea pig? <laughs> <laughs> I have actually They're called hey, cuyos Is that They're where delicious. Is that where the the, the uh, Ecuador Is that where the balance Yeah that's at the equator It's yeah. right at the equator So last time I went to Ecuador I was 8 years old and they say there's an actual like they have a monument built. It's they've, they've turned it into a whole touristy thing. I've seen it, but it's not there. It's another location. That's where it starts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. But they have the lines marked down, like the actual equator lines marked down. It looks like like how they would put the uh, street lines down. You know, like gotcha, the yellow yeah. line. That's uh-huh. all it looks like, like a lane. Uh huh. But they said if you stand in the middle of the equator and extend your arms out, like doing kind of like a Jesus pose. You feel the wind going in different directions. No way. And it's legit. I didn't believe it. Of course, I was eight years old, and I was like, yeah, all right. Cut the what? shit. You know because, what I mean? like, because the ones... <laughs> that's weird. Because it's just... You're right at the center, where, like, the earth is rotating and everything, and all, and all of that. What? So you don't even realize... Like, none of that shit really ever makes sense to you, like, if you don't really think about it, or if you don't go into, like, an experience like that. I mean, of course, eventually, like, if you learn about, like, science and stuff, like, it's going to hit you, but, like... To get that at eight years old, I was like, what the, the fuck? That's yeah. creepy. It's like, oh. yeah, and then, and then, like, so a lot of people don't even know that, like, when it's summertime over here in the northern hemisphere, in the southern hemisphere, it's the opposite season. It's winter over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, so it's winter. Weird. A lot of people don't know that. That'd be like, oh, it's all mm-hmm. like, well, it's all South America, it's all Mexico, it's all like humid. Basically South America. Like hot. a little piece of, uh, well, not even Mexico. I don't even think Mexico cuts it. Mexico still stays on the top. So that's why Mexico has, like, the same seasons as us. Yeah. But over there, it'll be, I mean, it, they still treat it as summer. It's still august and all that is summer but it's just a little bit colder interesting i like to go there one day and just do that thing right to see how yeah. the winds like what, what it's crazy what, it's what? crazy it's a total mind fuck you're like what like this doesn't make sense like you don't believe it you don't uh, believe it even when it's happening it's one of those things where you don't even believe it when it's happening like nah, where's the fans or whatever that's crazy like somebody's pulling you know somebody's pulling some strings behind this but no yeah Nah, that's that's, crazy. You ever tried a guinea pig? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. They How call it, it a cuyo over there. Cuyo? Oh, it's actually delicious. It, honestly, it tastes like it's just gonna sound funny, but it tastes like pig. <laughs> Even though it's not really a pig, you know, they call them guinea pigs, but they're not related to pigs. Well, yeah, we'll make the Ecuador's uh, Taco Chronicles uh, the new edition. Dude, it's crazy too because like when I tried it, uh, we were at a, a finca, which is a ranch. That's what they call a ranch out there, mm-hmm. right? Or a rancho for any of our Mexican listeners. But, uh, and it was just, I mean, it's, it's strange. First of all, being eight years old and going into a, what would, at that time was considered a third world country. I think it still is, but yeah. but they changed the, the definition of that. So it's kind of a developing country. Anyways, it was just really weird because, um, yeah, it's, it, even in the uh, rich areas are still, you can tell it's a much poorer country. Like you could just see it. it it's crazy. It, it almost looks ancient, like you're among some ruins or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we were in this strange place where they have these buildings that are made out of just like old stone. Like it looked like someone just put cobblestones together with cement. Mm-hmm. And we're outside. They have this big bonfire going, and they literally have them on a stick, dude. Like, <laughs> like the shit you see in old like western movies where they're frying like a rat in the middle of the uh-huh. desert. That's what it looked like. The thing was just skin, and they just had it like that. 
and you just kind of just keep doing it over on it till it just kind of crisps over like rotisserie, and you just take a bite out of that shit. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm hungry, man. Dude, it's it's crazy. Honestly, I didn't want to try it, but I was like, what are you going to do? When you're, you're in out Ecuador, there. yeah, you got to eat guinea pig. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to try you gotta it. You got to try it. You got to at least try it. I mean, I, I mean, I want to make a trip to Japan because I want to try the fugu fish. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you only live once, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know when you have a fugu fish, it takes you about five to ten years to for that fish alone. Because if you cut it the wrong way, the, the poison spreads out. Oh, my God. So you're like, fuck, it's like you're you're risking yourself. You're, you're taking the risk, but you're but you're taking time with it. Yeah, but I'm a Mexican. <laughs> I'm not that white. I got, I'm not a risk taker. So um, I want to, uh, photography... Uh, the pictures you have, it's just, it's just like it. I always like look at your stuff, and the pictures were, man, you have some good, good photography, yeah. really, really good. Because I was telling you earlier, there's a person I follow in East LA, Rafa. Uh-huh. He does that street photography. Yeah, what is yeah. your photography like? What is it? What's yours? Well, honestly, it started kind of inspired by street because what I like about street photography is that there's more of a story behind it mm. uh, mm-hmm. compared to like maybe like landscape photography, architecture photography, or portraits. So there's different types. Right, right. There's different types of photography, and there's no knock on them. It's just like anything else. You have to find the thing that really calls to you. you know yeah, I mean? yeah. The thing that you really feel good about. And to me, it was, uh, you know. Going back to like, you know, the way that I grew up, you know, my, uh, reflecting on Latin cultures. And I also grew up in like poor neighborhoods out here, too. That's something else to talk about. Maybe we could hit on later. But yeah. it's just like people don't realize that there's third world living even in, you know, first world countries. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, it's yeah. just in little pockets. But anyways, so I was always intrigued by the human element of everything, you know. And when I was growing up, I was very much an introvert when I was a lot younger, which... A lot of people think it's crazy because I'm so talkative now and I'm so, you know, I'm not antisocial. I'm very out there. But, um, yeah, so I, I'd like to say that I started people watching at an early age and just seeing their reactions and their interactions with each observe other. Observe and study, I mean, yeah, just like just, me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was just very observant. I was like that little, like, uh, you know, like in Spanish, I'll say, ese niño calladito. You know what I mean? I was very timid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very shy. And mm-hmm. it took me maybe like probably until I hit like sixth grade or something until I broke out of my shell. Mm -hmm. But before that, like, oh man. Yeah, so I spent a lot of time just observing. I was just mm-hmm. one of those kids who was just observing. People, people thought there was something wrong, but it was just mostly be, me just being like, I'm okay with being inside my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think in a way when people think like, oh, like, is he okay? He's not talkative. He's just looking. But, I mean, who knows? They don't know what we... Because, like, the way I, I feel like now talking to you and just for a little bit we're like we have this we're like the same way yeah. i like to observe and study you know i like to see i don't before i like to see like hey if you tell me to jump off the slip well why yeah i always want to ask the question yeah, why yeah, yeah. or this or or why the argument for some reason or or you could tell by the reaction like with my girlfriend i could tell her when she's mad mm-hmm. it's like well what happened it's like well, how can you tell me you're mad because the way how you're chewing your gum on this side <laughs> or the way how you just yeah, i can just feel your i feel people's energy yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely do you feel absolutely. that too oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel those energies and that's why but once you do that, it's like how they say, ignorance is bliss. But if you feel like you can feel other people's energies, then I think it's you also take on the responsibility of, if you can feel that, that means that you can project that too. Yeah, yeah, So you yeah. better start learning how to give good energy back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what I mean is part of that whole human element. Because I think that's what we're here for anyway. That's the big question, right? Is like, mm. 
what is a human? Why are we human? What is yeah. our purpose here? Yeah. You know what I mean? I felt like to me, I was like the opposite where like now, like I'm doing a podcast, I'm talking and socializing. Back then, I was antisocial because I was bullied a lot, bullied a lot because yeah. of my, because my stuttering was bad. Okay. And I was going to school for years. Even till this day, I go to school. Like people don't know is like when I do a podcast before I do, I have to rewrite and I have to talk about it because there's hiccups here and there. I have to stop my stuttering. You just and have to get it out of you. I have though. to get it yeah, out. You just got to work it out. And I feel like if I don't talk to people on shy, my stuttering is going to get worse. So what do I have to do? I have to battle that by talking to people, socializing with people and stuff like that so I can defeat the stuttering. Right. A lot of people don't know. Like, Mega Man has a stuttering? Like, <laughs> of course, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, but it's kind of good if he's, there's a hot-ass girl like, dude, dude, I think you're fucking ooh, too hot. You know? We're like, oh, he's cute. Oh, man. See? All right, all right. See I, see when, <laughs> I see that you can kind of work it in. You kind of work it in. You like, you know? You use it a little bit. Okay. You remember, remember that movie, uh, Pearl Harbor? That movie with uh, Ben Affleck, yeah, yeah, yeah. where the guy's stuttering, he's like, he's like, I think you're hot. Like, you know what? Shut up, man. You're gonna get some tonight. <laughs> See, it works. It's a play, okay. It's okay. a, it's a little I'll hold play. Hold on to that one. That's a nice <laughs> little move right there. Okay. It's Still. a, it's a little play, but once I, I got older and I realized and I started um, socializing, making friends more. It's, it, it's, I just got out of my shell. I feel like to me, I got out of my shell like maybe like three years ago. Oh wow. It, wow! I was so shy and this and and whatever, trying to find my way. But once I broke out of that show, not trying to be antisocial or depressed, I was like, "How am I gonna overcome this? Like, how am I gonna do?" It's like, dude, mm-hmm. I feel like to me when I start the podcast, it it just opened everything up, and it just I just grew out of it, took the monkey off my back, said, "Hey." I'm not gonna look. For, I'm not gonna look backwards. I'm gonna look forward and right. stuff. And that's why I've been doing the podcast. And if it helps me with my social skills, fuck it. No, no, no. And it and it kind of and it's also like a character builder. I think I there's this saying that I say. I mean, I'm pretty sure I stole it from somewhere, so I don't want to take credit for it. But I I always tell people I was like, we forget the stories that we stop telling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As we get older, our memory just gets bad. And and honestly, a lot of a lot of what's happening in our body is just survival tactics. So. What starts happening too is you start building these false memories too. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you're not telling your story, you know what I mean. It's eventually gonna get forgotten, even mm-hmm. by you. That's what even I did. Um, when when I started doing the podcast, I started talking about my life, the Mega Man's life. Yeah. From part one to five, because I wanted people to understand the stuff that I've been through with with my life. Like we were talking about earlier, like with your Mexican culture and everything, Ecuador and all that. My life was more different. My was more like my mom and my dad feel like they were embarrassed to be Mexicans. Okay. And I was more whitewashed. And it's just like, I told my mom, how come you don't teach me how to speak Spanish? And she was like, well, you don't need to learn that. You live in America like, now. Yeah, okay. So I could feel little by little. I feel like me learning not to speak Spanish was like, okay, it was kind of like a step down. I so I kind of feel like they were like to be like the all American family. Right. And maybe in a way... They were kind of embarrassed, but when you when I look back and I still remember things were what happened. It's like, well, we didn't have this, we didn't have that. Where I feel like to me, like our Mexican culture for now for the kids these days, little by little, it's it's gonna be lost. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And everything because what's going on with society, what's going on with Trump, yeah. what's going on with the borders, like is it's it's these are very important times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because it's we're living in the age of information. Yeah, the age of information. Social media is quick, and that doesn't necessarily mean good information. 
Mm-hmm. It just means that it's information coming at you so rapidly that sometimes you don't even know what to do with it. Your mind doesn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, but you're right. It, it, to me, it's funny because it's kind of the opposite. For me, we were raised very Latin American to mm. start. Like, we learned Spanish in the, in the household, and my parents were like, you'll learn English at school, at school, so we don't have to teach you English. Like, you'll get that somewhere else. But... And and I appreciate it now, but at that time, to me, it was more like, damn, I don't know English. Like, like all my friends, I can't talk to other kids because I don't know English. So it was something, I, I sometimes oh, think yeah. that that probably had a little play in me being also a little bit shy. Because I had to learn English by the time I went to school when it's like, it's pretty intimidating to run into kids that are already very fluent in the language, you know what I mean? And 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 also, it's it's just... It's also, there's also a lot of different social cues in language, too, that people don't understand that don't translate. You yeah. know what I mean? That don't translate over. So, like, mm-hmm. even sayings that kids would say in English, I wouldn't understand them, even though I would kind of, like, form them in Spanish in my head and try to understand them. Like, that doesn't make sense. I remember back in the 80s when I was, like, in, I think I was in first or second in kindergarten. I, still remember, I could still go back. There was a lot of people coming from uh, South America, Central America, Mexico, mm-hmm. and they would just throw them in schools. But the only thing is, they didn't learn, learn how to speak, speak English. So what they would do, a lot of those kids, they would just put them in a the corner. Yeah. Like, whatever. Oh, it's crazy. like, it was like, because they didn't have no Spanish. They were just overwhelmed. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. well, was this all English? Like, we don't have no Spanish classes for Spanish kids. So they would just put them in the corner like there was something wrong with them. Yeah, it was just a consequence of just a lack of preparation. Yeah. Because there's no way they could have figured that any of that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But now these days, now you're going to have... Kids now, uh, they're learning both quick. Well, well, I think that's where, like, um, we probably missed a step, like, compared to Europe. Because over there, right from the get, they learn multiple languages. Oh, yeah. Because you have all those, yeah. Because you have all those neighboring countries. Oh, yeah. You got to learn Spanish because Spain is right there. You know what I mean? Because Portugal's right there. You got to kind of know. Yeah. French kind of sounds a little bit like Spanish and Italian, like... I'm sure, like, if you sit with, like, an Italian guy and he's speaking pure Italian, it's going to be a little bit difficult, but you'll probably figure some things out if you know Spanish. You yeah, know that's, you? that, yeah, I didn't know about that. You know, yeah. you got Spain, then across you have Portugal and all yeah, that. Yeah, you and, know? Those, and those are all based out of the same thing, which is Latin, the original language from that. They call it, that's why they call those the Romance languages, right? Romance. You know I mean? Yeah. That's I've crazy. always called it. That's why, like, the Latin. You get later on in life, you get, or or later on throughout the ages, you get the whole Latin love. I get the Latin lover, okay, yeah. Portugal, like yeah, that's yeah. A, that's another play too, right? You get you gotta see? have that Latin flavor. See, a I fuck, bit. see, Megan, yeah. see, Megan, mess <laughs> fucking up, man. What the fuck, mom? I would have got hope. I'm nah, I would have yeah, had like yeah, twenty yeah. kids. <laughs> why, why, why do you think all those French classes were all filled up? Those guys were really trying to learn French, man. Yeah, trying, trying to be, learn two French words. <laughs> trying to be Pierre from that fucking Looney Tunes and shit, man. Chasing that fucking girl and shit, hey, man. That's Exactly right though. Your little exactly horn dog. Right. French, yeah. I always thought French people were horn dogs when I saw yeah. that but, Pippi the Flute. But they really but they really are though because I'm I'm because of my art and like a lot of my art too, I, I'm really influenced by a lot of film and movies and stuff. But like I actually I, I went to art college. Okay. And um I went for two years. I didn't graduate, I dropped out after two years. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's another story. We get into that in a yeah, bit. Yeah. But um so while I was going there, I got really into digital media, and that's how I like learned how to like uh, kind of do graphic design and stuff like that. But we were also taking courses in like video editing and videography. So for a while, I got really into like film directors, and the old masters are like these French films, Russian films, like that really took it to the next level. Like 
in the 50s and 60s when American cinema was very, like, uh, cookie-cutter. Like, you know, you'd have your John Wayne be like, howdy, you know what I mean? It was very, like, those are still good movies, but they weren't doing crazy. Like, a lot of the stuff you see in today's films is more influenced by these, uh, this new wave of film that was happening in Europe at that time where they were doing, like, where they would do crazy cutscenes. Like, Was this, spaghetti, like, spaghetti westerns? They had spaghetti westerns, but there was also this thing called the French New Wave, which is what inspired a lot of uh, Quentin Tarantino. You know, they would do, like, crazy cuts that hadn't been seen oh, before. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Before, films were just, like, linear. Like, that's why, I was, like, I went to the American film. The American films are super linear. Like, it'd go from one room to another, and the camera would follow them. But, like, these new French films and Italian films, they'd be, like, one scene would be a person talking, and the next scene, it would be, like, the camera's inside of, like, a trunk or something, and they're opening it. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. So you got all this creativity in film. It's kind of like the stuff you see, like, YouTubers now, you know, where they have all those cuts. Yeah. It's like, all that stuff comes from all that. So I, so I started watching a lot of French films during that time, and it's just, like... Dude, that's totally a part of that culture, man. Dude. All those films are highly, like, sexualized, highly sensual, and it's all, like, male dominance in all of them. Yeah. So that's totally ingrained in that culture. I can kind of see it now with Quentin Tarantino where he gets, when he has a movie that it goes straight to cut, it goes to a different yeah, scene. Yeah, it goes to like, a different boom, scene. Boom. Yeah, yeah. It's I very, that, like, it, it's I, cool, but that's where it, that's where it, it all started. A I lot totally, of people don't know that. Yeah. I totally get it. Did you yeah. watch that movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. I What'd saw it right here at the Art Theater right here in Long Beach. Me right? too. Oh, oh, that's where I go too. Dude, were you, there? you might have been there the same day. Sure. I don't know. My girl's like, why are we going to this fucking? It's like, because my girl's oh, pregnant. Movie theater's awesome. She's like, why you, why you go here? Like, why? Because she's pregnant. Like, I know, because they don't have recliner chairs for pregnant women. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an old school theater. We got to do a shout it. out to it, dude. They have beer there and everything. Fourth Street. I go there. I want to go there. I always go there because next to it, they have a little wine shop. Yeah. They have yeah. a little wine bar, and then right next door, they have a, the little veggie spot. Yeah. Where they do, like, falafels. Falafels. And yeah. And they have Lola's, and they have hippie, the Fuzz. The hippie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. it's called. That's what it's called. The Hippie. Then you have Socialist. Socialist right there. Then Fourth Street Vine. Yeah, Fourth Street and Vine. That like that's that uh, that's Fourth my that's, Vine's cool. Yeah, 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 I like that. Cause yeah. I used to think it was just a wine bar, but they serve some beer in there too. Oh, they good craft beer. beer. Yeah, I yeah. saw that too. Oh, really? Back in the day, I, I, that's where when you think of North Coast, like West Putin. Oh, you know, like, when I think about West Putin, a little fucking horn dog. <laughs> but like, what you think about the movie? Oh man, I thought it was awesome. What it's a think? classic th- Tarantino because this is what I took from it. A lot of people, everybody's going to go into a movie looking for something else. Mm-hmm. With Tarantino, I already know it's going to be a lot of dialogue. He's going to, there's a lot of character buildup. So to me, what it, growing up in LA, my whole life, uh, being around, you know what I mean? What it, people can call it Hollywood, whatever. Hollywood is everywhere. Yeah. Even in Long Beach, okay? Yeah. Like, meaning that there's just a lot of just star chasing out here for the people that are transplants and sometimes for the people that grow up here too. Eventually, grow into wanting that whole Hollywood deal. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it made me feel like that whole story was a story I could have got off of just being in a coffee shop here in Long Beach and just seeing like an older dude there, and him just being like, you know, in the seventies, I used to be a stuntman, and he just starts breaking. I could hear a whole story coming out of just like a random person out here. That guy was a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had it like yeah. you know, and we're gonna start one, two, three. Spoiler. <laughs> Bruce Lee, you got your ass kicked. <laughs> that was an awesome scene, yeah. He you was, know a lot of people are mad about that? Exactly. Oh, that was uh, funny. It's just Shan like, Lee. let it go. Shan Lee was mad. Be like, being like, hey, like, oh, yeah, what's his this? family was mad. That's right. Like, the part where That's he funny. says, like, oh, what's this guy all about? Like, dude, do you know who that is? Like, no. Like, who is he? He's like, <laughs> he killed his wife. And you see Bruce Lee, 
what? <laughs> and he, I heard because I heard because back in the day, Bruce Lee didn't like stuntmen. He like he he just he didn't like them. So I I I could feel it. Like I'm I'm probably gonna get a lot of not good. You know what I mean? Probably gonna get a lot of shit for this, but I could see it because I think. Within the martial arts culture, there's a little bit of pretension behind it. Well, they I mean? talked about because that. It's super zen, you know what I mean? They over yeah. some some guys that are doing martial arts like they get too wrapped up in that part of it. Yeah, where it's just like, okay, we get it that yeah. you're doing this thing that's like really meditative and all that, but dude, you don't have to be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> they talked about that um, Joe Rogan's podcast with Brendan Schaub. Oh, you really? Know? And they talked about because Brendan Schaub was talking about what do you think, and Joe Rogan's all Bruce D was the he's the icon and everything, but with, come on, what do you think? Was there any videos of him fighting street fights and this yeah. like whatever? It's like. You can see, but what would happen if, like, Muhammad, he would fight Muhammad, he would knock his ass out. Like, when he said, hey, do that kick, and he kicked him, he was like, oh, that's not bad. Do it again. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he threw with his, yeah, do he his car. Like, okay, and, and he's like, okay, let's do two out of three. You know, and that's why he hit him hard. Like, wait, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> and that's why he's like, no, no, don't tell anyone. No, I won this. Because he, he made him look like a dork. But in a way, you know, it's just, come well, on. Be, well, because there's always got to there's always gonna be two, well, there's always going to be two sides, but there's always going to be two personalities in Hollywood, too. It's like, I'm sure there was Bruce Lee the badass, and then there was Hollywood Bruce Lee. But the way I mean? how he did it when he went, whoa. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. I was laughing, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, he was like you can't do that in real life, dude. Give <laughs> me like what the fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was overemphasizing all that. Yes, that's what they were saying. Like, oh, that's messed up. But like, come on, you think you come on? You really gonna be like that? I mean, I mean, honestly, like, we can both honestly say, growing up and living in the LA area, we know that there's assholes out there like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I could totally believe it. I could yeah. totally believe it. it's not a story that it's like it might be true, it might not. Who cares? It was for that movie. But I could believe that it could have been possible for sure. Mm-hmm. Out here in this town, shit, anything's possible. Yeah, and but the ending was <laughs> the ending was badass. Oh, they yeah, break yeah, in yeah. and stuff. But if you watch the movie out of everything, it tells you in the end. And people forgot, like, oh, that's it. No, oh, no, that was awesome. Because he was one. Because awesome he was one of them. Because yeah. the next day, they all died. Yeah, exactly. People are like, they didn't understand that. It's like people, well, people don't know about that whole murder. Yeah. That went down the whole Sharon yeah. Tate thing. Yeah, Sharon yeah, Tate. With Charles Manson. Like, people... Like, Charles Manson has almost become, like... I'm gonna say this. He's become, like, the Che Guevara of murderers. Because it's the same thing. Like, a lot of people don't know why they like Che Guevara. And uh, everybody can have their own opinions. But, like, you'll see teenagers wearing his t-shirt. And it's like, dude, that was a... F- You're wearing a mass murderer... Uh, basically, a terrorist on your t-shirt. But yeah. Because he became a pop culture icon. Pop you culture. You don't know the history behind it. The history, I mean? yeah, because like um, that's the thing. I, I, when I see that, I was like, dude, it's like he's like you're wearing out chapel shirt. You were in chase. Like those were those were like like you say like like yeah. uh, genocide people. Yeah, these are like know? the biggest pieces of shit in the history. Like you might as well be wearing a Hitler shirt. You know what I mean? You might as well be just like popularizing Hitler and making it look cute. Yeah, but you know, it, people are just gonna go to what's trending. So if there's no history, know. there's no context behind it. It sucks. I don't know. I just. But, just, but that's where, like, um, I think the people that do know better, like, that's that's the problem is if you know, then you carry that responsibility to give the, uh, those people that knowledge, to make them aware, to give them that awareness where it's like, hold up, I feel that you're wearing that whole Che Guevara thing, but what do you think you know about it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or why do you think he's cool? 
Because maybe like a rock band made him cool, or you saw him on, you know what I mean? Exactly. You saw him on a music video. Anti, you know, because you know, I see like uh, Rage Against the Machine used to yeah. wear his stuff a lot. I'm oh, like, I used to love Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. You know what happened to them, man? Oh, man, it's because, well, it was destined to fail because it, it what happened with, with Zach, Zach De La Mora, the, the lead, the, De La Rocha, the lead singer for Rage, is that, yeah, of course, eventually wanting to create a movement like that, like, you were going to have to shed the star power behind it because that was that was going to define it and it was going to kind of like in a way kind of dumb it down nobody was going to take it seriously as long as it was like pop culture and it was just like oh it's a famous rock band trying to stand up against politics and everything like that's just punk rock yeah, yeah. that's that's always I like his rock. other stuff he had like a little side little gig called Day of the Lion yeah yeah that was cool they only had six songs that but cool. I still listen to that shit that to this cool. day that was cool Tom R- oh I'm the biggest Rage Against Machine fan I was, I you mean, get pumped I up yeah what kind of music you like I used to get so pumped up oh man for me music I mean if I whip out my Spotify playlist it's probably like 4,000 <laughs> songs dude maybe nah. even more it's crazy but uh, to me music plays such an important role in everything that I do that it's just like, there's no one specific genre that I listen to. Like I, I even listen to like French music shit that I don't even understand the lyrics to. Italian stuff. I love classical, country not so much. But there's certain country songs that are. Willie okay. Rocker Jr. <laughs> he's, he's all right. He's all right. He's, he's good. funny. He's funny. He's, he's funny. He's changing it up. Um, but back in the days growing up, it was all hip hop. And if honestly, it first started with East Coast. Which I got a lot of shit for because I grew up in the 90s, so... Oh, East Coast, West Coast, West Coast. East Coast, West Coast. Like, people don't know how seriously that shit was being taken. Even Kids by don't the even fans. know these days. Like, like I had a lot of friends in grade school that I would tell them, like, I like Biggie, I like Nas, and they were like, what, you listen to that shit? That shit is garbage. And I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, you guys are missing out just because there's, like, supposedly some beef going on. And now now it's all coming back. Well, now. yeah, it's all coming back because they're realizing the history of hip-hop, and it was just like... Yo, the lyricism and all of that shit started in New York. That's yes. the East Coast. I think they had that on Netflix, the hip hop evolution, yeah. like the whole story of what oh, happened. I think, oh, it, yeah, I have to look it up, but I was like, it, it goes inside to how hip hop started and everything in New York, and it spread out. And then it spread, yeah, and everybody then started doing their own yes. style. So, what I always tell people is like, I think hip hop will always own the lyricism mm-hmm. of it. Um,. The West Coast, what it then did was they just perfected the perfect, the production of it. They mm-hmm. gave it more production value, like oh, a different yeah. sound, like a richer sound. You know what I mean? Like when you listen to some old West Coast, like G-Funk stuff, and you just you hear that bass line kicking, and you're just like, yeah. I don't care if you like that shit or not. You can't help but bob your head to some yeah. shit like that. You're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Then when you had Dr. Dre with uh, doing samples with Parliament and all that yeah. on the oh, West Coast, yeah. and that's where... When he used what's got to be like one of the best like bass lines of all time from uh flashlight oh parliament flashlight like come on mm. that thing killed dude. yeah and that's so, so it's like once they brought that element into it, it it totally changed it because although new york had kind of just brought it out and just really developed it like they're they were just doing like basic like drum beats behind all of this dope lyricism you know what I mean? yeah like, yeah yeah like you know so yeah a lot of hip-hop i got into rock maybe I want to call it maybe like alternative around uh, 1996, 97, around yeah. that time, which uh-huh. was time when I was like in middle school. And at that time, it was like, uh, shit, want to talk about Long Beach shit, Sublime. Sublime was big. I, honestly, Sublime didn't even go, wasn't even big until, you know, post-mortem. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, 
even from out here, think uh, Sublime was they were like superstars when they mm-hmm. they never got to even see Stardom. They never mm-hmm. Bradley never. I I think that's the saddest part of that whole story. You know what I mean? Is he never got to see what it actually became. You know what I mean? Because Sublime is such a part of just not even just Long Beach culture, but LA culture for a long time. Oh yeah. I, okay. So for background, a lot of the reasons why I got into East Coast hip hop too is because my whole family's pretty much from New York. So my mom and dad met in New York. Uh, both of I have two siblings. Both of them are sisters, older. They were both born in New York. I was born out here. I was the only one that was born out here. So your family's here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, we're, we're here now, but... Well, one of my sisters moved back to New York, and she's there permanently. She has a family, so what? she's full-blown New York. Yeah, well, That's too much traffic she, over there. She went back to the to the homeland, man. She was born out there, shit. But. So I, we all, I've always had, like, an East Coast New York influence. Kind that's of good. in everything that I do. So that's why everything's a little bit different. Even to a point that even when I tell people that, and just the fact that I'm so talkative, and sometimes a little bit of that... You know, because I grew up in the neighborhoods, a little bit of that, you know. Going to all those bodegas. Like, like comes out, like, people really believe I'm from New York sometimes. They're like, oh, yeah, you grew up in New York, right? And I'm like, I never grew up in New York, bro. (laughs) No, they always say, like, New York people, like, when they come, they're fucking rude and shit. Yeah, yeah. it's just just a different, it's just a different element. Because it's moving. Yeah, because I've been back and forth both, and and it truly is, like, the way that they sell it. Over there's, like, a really condensed metropolitan area like imagine downtown LA but spread out like almost as big as out here right Shit, but like out sardines. Here, yeah exactly so out here yeah you feel like you're in a fishbowl but out here all the communities are spread out so it's a little bit different and we're more laid back it's good weather it's you know what I mean everything every day feels like summer out here I know that's like over exaggerating but no it it's is this, true because days. because when I started traveling as a kid like um, my, my parents always made sure that we were traveling when we were young so, you know, I've been to a lot of states. I've been to a lot of different countries. Not so much, but enough for, like, a young a younger person that I remember growing up when people would be like, oh, L.A. has the best weather in the world. And I'm like, I live in L.A. Like, no, it doesn't. Like, one day it'll be sunny as hell, 80 degrees. The next day it'll be raining and cloudy. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, that sounds like terrible weather to me. But once I started visiting these other places, I was like, I don't want to be nowhere else but home, man. 70 degrees, like... Perfect. <laughs> 50 degrees is already cold to me. Right? It, it, I mean, it, when the winter comes, it, it will get cold, but... But it's mostly due to the breeze that yeah, comes the, in from oh, the coast. Yeah, yeah you know the coast. I mean? yeah. Like, if you're closer to the coast, but let's say you're in the Inland Empire, like, you're not going to feel that. You're going to feel not, anything. Yeah, you're not going to feel that. You could yeah. probably feel it if you're in Lakewood, whatever, the breeze oh, is coming yeah. all that, oh, but I think, it stops, cold, yeah. I think it stops at Downing or so, somewhere on so there. So what I tell people is, like, L.A. is, to me, is... Uh, the perfect attire for LA year round is shorts, uh, sandals, and a hoodie. You're good. <laughs> that's good. That's just that's how it is. Everything all in one package. Yeah, dude. That's it. That's good. That, that's the thing I love about Long Beach. The weather. <laughs> I mean, we're, we haven't talked about the coffee because right now we're drinking what? Uh, what coffee is this right here? This is a cold brew that you can only get at Lord Windsor's. Lord uh-huh. Windsor's is right here on Third Street, and oh man, I'm gonna chop this up. I want to say it's Cerritos. Well, well, we'll figure yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, I know. Can, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you can find them on Instagram. They're on mm-hmm. there. They're, they're, they're promoting mm-hmm. it hard, but they're, they do everything in-house. Their coffee, it's all coffee. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I try to get into coffee more because I do overnight sometimes. Uh, I hate, I, sometimes I work at 8 p.m. Sometimes I work at 10, but I, I get off at 6.30. 
So like I was like my manager's like, You really get it done? And I said, well, I told him, Yeah, motherfucker, I gotta do a podcast in the morning, man. <laughs> He's like, We're talking about it's like, yeah, that's why I came in. I went to work at nine and I got up exactly at seven. It's like I'm peace. It's like why? I gotta do a power nap and I gotta go do a podcast. <laughs> and I came over here and I was like, I can't do it. That's why I said it's gonna make a tit. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. and stuff. I just like, yeah. But that's how they do. But but I feel like like Long Beach coffee. We haven't even talked about breweries yet. Yeah. There's a lot yeah, of good breweries popping up, too, yeah. and, but they say in the next ten years they're they're, they're going to open up another ten more breweries. Oh, I believe it. So that's I why it. I think the reason why they want us to stay in Long Beach and not go out because they say to open breweries here the laws are really hard to open a brewery here in Long Beach. Oh, that makes sense. I I totally get it. And plus, you have the Olympics coming. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, and and, oh and we haven't talked about the Anaheim Angels coming to Long Beach. Oh my gosh, I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, that's gonna be traffic for you because you're uh, right here in yeah, Ocean. I'm right here. I'm right here on Ocean, Ocean and Eleven to be exact. So I'm right in the. I'm pretty damn close. Because to I heard like they're gonna make the stadium where they're gonna tear down the the, the Long Beach Arena. Oh what? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's where it's gonna be at. What do you think? You don't see people there no more. Damn it. Yeah. I love that arena too. Like yeah. back in the days, they always used to have like Disney ice skating. You, Disney ice skating. And even when I didn't live in Long Beach, the most popular event when you were coming from out of town was um, the uh, the reggae fest that they would have there every year. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. The reason that reggae fest was dope is because they had legit reggae artists. It wasn't just like, oh, we're going to do a reggae fest with like these new up and coming. It was like they would have the Whalers there. They would have Gregory Whalers? Isaacs. Oh, oh Gregory. I seen Gregory Isaacs there twice, man. Great, man. Saw... Gregory Isaacs is a legend. Fuck it. Legend. I think who was there? Ninja Man. Yeah, they, they used to have. Um... They had some whalers when you said that. Pato Bantan, all that. I wasn't really into his style, but hey, whatever. He's a legend in that whole dance I think, hall. I think yeah. Sister Nancy was there. Mm-hmm. Bomb Bomb? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bomb Bomb. They've had UB40 there before. Oh, the bell. But when They don't know. It's like, who's this, who's this Jamaican? No, he's white, dude, fool. He killed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a man. He just. UB40 was like, but I hope they don't bring snow back. Change the game. <laughs> oh my gosh, they've had they, Steel Pulse, man. Steel Pulse at the height of it. Yeah. Steel Pulse. They're from where? Where, where are they from? Uh, no, they're Jamaican. They're legit from Jamaica. Yeah. I remember I used to read OC Weekly, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, look in the back, all these uh, upcoming artists, and I would oh, see Steel funny, Pulse, man. but I never see. I never heard their music. Oh, their stuff's awesome. Check so, them out. Check Steel them out. Pulse. They got some good groups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing about groups. Long Beach. It's all diverse with everything. Oh yeah. yeah. It's beautiful because you could take a walk down Long Beach and this is what's unique about it compared to most, I don't want to say compared to all of LA, but compared to most LA is like you walk down the street and people actually, it's like old school, like people still say hi to each other, people nod each other. Oh yeah. They like interacting with each other. People are walking their dogs out here. I was walking right here and a lady was like, I like your shirt, can I take it from you? Oh yeah, yeah. Don't bother him. (laughs) It says busy doing nothing. I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's how it is. Like, out here, like, you get reinvigorated just by walking outside. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just have to do that. I'm like, you know what? I have to take a walk. I have to do that, too. Yeah. Even even as you were coming up and I walked out to kind of uh, look for you because you were looking for the place because you had to park kind of far. Parking sucks in Long Beach. Sucks dick. All right? I hope the mayor's listening to this. But anyways, um, 
Yeah, like, even just the breeze outside, I was like, man, you know what? It feels good out here. To walk. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I'm going to start doing because the, uh, where I live, I live on 10th and Cherry, and it's like... Oh, it's not too far. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like right there. It's a little hood, but you, it gets nicer when you get to yeah, 4th yeah. Street. You know, you have your areas. I'm going to start doing a lot of walking because, I mean, when I drive my car, you get too fucking lazy uh, yeah, in this. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Or just get one of those scooters. I never had one of those. I never oh, those, those are awesome. I use them right out here all the time because... Um, First of all, because of what we just talked about, parking sucks. Mm-hmm. So if I come and park for the weekend with my son, there's mm-hmm. no way I'm leaving that parking for exactly. the weekend. Exactly. There's no way I'm I totally up my get it. I totally so get it. We, if we want to go to Belmont uh, Shore, they have some good like, little ice cream spots. I got a lot of cool stuff for the kids. Even like uh, East Long Beach over there by the lake. I forget what the name of that lake is. They opened an ice cream shop right across the street by Gallagher's. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, oh, what's the name of that ice cream shop? Which one? Uh, is it on 2nd Street? No, 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 the one you're talking about. Like, I know, I yeah. It has think, like, a, yeah, it's a new one. I seen. It, I was like, whoa, what's is that? Is it Long Beach Creamery? I think. Maybe? No, oh, that's over know. at Pixby Nose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but no, no, it, no. That, that's a new one. I don't know what no, it is. No, they have a Long Beach Creamery. I think in Bro- on Broadway too. I think they have another one on Broadway. Oh yeah, it's a new yeah, one. Yeah, 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 that one's brand new. Oh, that I didn't see new. that. I didn't know about that. Um, uh, I don't know what the one across the street from uh, Gallagher's is called, like Firehouse Kitchen or something. Something like something that. Like that. It's, yeah. it's got like a name. Like the name kind of throws you off because it doesn't seem like anything mm-hmm. like that you would want. Like they yeah. might want to rebrand that. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff, and they have the coffee place. Uh, brew was a brew of coffees. Uh, they, they right have the Deja corner. Brew right. Yes, right Deja next Brew. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, a good coffee shop. There's a lot of good places to eat, but is this? It's little here. Like I go, I like to go to, for breakfast. I like to go to Egg Heaven. Okay, Egg Heaven's that's, good. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Yeah, any any good places you like to go eat around Long Beach? Uh, the Omelet Inn is good. Um, for breakfast. Uh, with this diner's called pot right was there. a pot holder and on the pot holders awesome they there's three have, of the locations in long beach right they have two that are just on broadway alone but one on fourth street yeah different different parts um attic the attic oh everybody loves the attic. yeah that whole mac and cheese with the, the cheetos. Uh, hot cheetos i can make it at the house <laughs> i mean anybody can make it at the house but like right now hot cheetos is on anything hot cheetos i like that taco about. spot across the street right next to reno room oh yeah yeah and it's actually uh oh What's it called? It's got like a real Caribbean name. Can can Canio or some yeah, something. Cam- Camarenos or Camarero. something. Some, something like that. But mm-hmm. it's connected to Reno Room, so yeah, you could eat in that spot and walk right into Reno Room from mm-hmm. within that spot without having to walk outside. Yeah, yeah it's totally connected to it. There's a lot of good places on Broadway, Fourth Street, maybe what Pike Restaurant. You know, Socialist. Yeah. Socialist. They but they have little restaurants in there too that I, I honestly haven't tried out. But they have Peruvian like place. A, they have a little pokey spot. They have a proven place called Ahi right next to Portfolio. Portfolio yeah. is another good coffee. That's shop, the old which is, school. Which is where we were going to originally meet. We yeah, were going to go. Back in the day, I used to go there awesome. every yeah. day at 6 o'clock in the morning because back then I didn't have a computer. I would go because they used to have, you can go internet there. Oh, yeah. They have, they have a whole bunch of computers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day. Oh, they had computers built in? Yeah. Oh, so it was so, like an internet cafe. Yeah, I used, to, I, used to ah. see, I used to go on my MySpace a lot. Oh, ah. Uh, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I tell okay. you, but it was it's it's good spot, you know, and everything, and it's like to go when you have a blind date. Did no, no, see? no, that makes sense because I get people from outside of Long Beach when like anytime they ask, like, oh, where do you live, and you tell them Long Beach, they're like, have you ever heard of Portfolio? Like everybody knows Portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't even know about prospectors. <laughs> prospectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, that's I like to go to Prospectors on Seventh and Juan Apparel. Uh huh. It's pretty good. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. or people are like, what's the best pizza? Oh, I go to Pizza Times too. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's also one right here called a Fat Tomato. Fat Tomato's pretty good. Where's I don't that remember at? that. Uh -uh. Uh, it's right across the street from... Uh, it's right here on Broadway and... Uh, Broadway and, and Junipero, too. It, but it's kind of... You got to walk a little bit par past the Park Pantry. You know where the Park Pantry is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Past that diner, it's a small little... It's almost like a hole-in-the-wall oh, pizza spot. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. shit like that. Yeah, but it's awesome. I need, to, awesome. I need to, like, they explore here, more. So it's, it's awesome, yeah. Or, like, you know, like, the best pizza they say is in Four Horsemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Fourth Horsemen got some good Are you vegan? Do you, or, no, no, no. They have a lot of I'm vegan... Not, not like, vegan. they make vegan pizzas. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all that I, stuff. I, the vegan culture is very out here in Long Beach. Crazy, sure. man. It's getting crazy, man. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Shave those armpits. <laughs> yeah. It goes hand in hand. There's a lot of hippies out here. Good yeah. and bad. You know like, what, I mean? what do you think about? We didn't talk about. What do you think about what's going on? And uh, you know what? Um, I know. Let's take a break for one second. I think I have to uh, go to the bathroom for one second. What's up, everyone? Before we get back to the episode, I just want to do a couple shout outs and talk about a little something for my journey for the 100th episode uh shout outs to it's tony perez uh shout outs to emma serrano uh shout outs to dudes from la podcast shout outs to shannon pity 5.0 um shout outs to julio robles 24 i gotta get you on my podcast pretty soon we gotta schedule a date uh shout outs to oc uh and chewy underscore 714 shout outs to you uh, shout outs to Boyle Heights uh, Brew Syndicate. Shout outs to you. Um, Crafter Trejo, as always. Shout outs to you. Uh, Fat Boys Club. Shout outs to you. Uh, Baby Giraffe Casey. Shout outs to you. Uh, Matador Miguel uh, Rivera from the Squad and Solo podcast. Shout outs to you. Uh, Papa Hoppy 72. Shout outs to you. Um, my boy Luis Martinez. Shout outs to you. Goat Mafia, shouts to you. I gotta go over there and visit you guys when I have time. Hopefully this week. Um, a big, big shout outs to my girl, uh, Sour Queen B, man. Um, she did a podcast with me, and she did a podcast with No Father, No Problem. And uh, you know, I always follow um, a lot of my good friends, and I'm glad that um, she's a part of uh, me and uh, my girl Cynthia's life. And you know. Um, She's doing it, man. Her and her man, uh, shouts to Beard Thug Life, just fucking doing it. So, uh, more power to you, Sour Queen B. Love you. Uh, Dodgers won, shouts to you. Uh, Slurge, shouts to you. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Brews and QS, shouts to you. Uh, Ceviche Joe, shout outs to you. I'm gonna talk, to, I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later. Uh, Wifey Boss 4, shouts to you. Uh, the Outlaw Buddy Smiles, shouts to you. Uh, Reyes underscore Josh 83, shouts to you. All underscore kinds underscore of underscore brew, shouts to you. Uh, Wishful Blue, shoutouts to you. Uh, Bookworm Fred, shouts to you. CC and her man and Ospada Brewery Company, shouts to you. Uh, Young Coconut underscore 1034, shouts to you, Carlos. Uh, hopefully I get to see you in November. I know you're gonna, I know you're up there, ding, but we'll send some pictures for you and stuff. Glad you're gonna be in Emiliano's life, you know, be a cool-ass uncle. Uh, Bipolar Thread, shouts to you. Uh, Down for Pint, shouts to you. Dandy Whiskey, shouts to you. Uh, Sarah's Market, I gotta get you on my podcast, shouts to you. Um, 
Inquisitors uh, Brewer Albert, shouts to you. Craft Coaches USA, shouts to you. And lastly, um, on Sunday, we um, No Father, No Problem, Deuce from LA Podcast, my boy Julio Trejo. Uh, we just got uh, doing um, the 100th episode. It's a probably it's about three hours long, so pretty much we might have to break it down to two parts. It's pretty pretty good, and um, I just want to say to everyone, thank you for uh, being there for me. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for you know just showing me love. You know, and um, I just want to have fun, guys. And uh, things are going to be a little bit more different next year because I have a lot of ideas. Um, I will still do beer talks from time to time. I'm not, I still have about 20 episodes left I have to do. So I have to finish those up, you know. Um, but I'm thinking a way I'm going to separate all the beer talk episodes with, uh, with other t- different types of guests. I'm going to bring on the Mega Mass podcast. So yeah. Um, so yeah, other than that, I think that's about it. Um, more episodes to come. Um, more, uh, right now, um, since I'm taking some time off, um, I'm already, uh, getting, uh, different types of guests for next year for 2020. And, um, people are telling me, are you going to do a, a live podcast? Uh, yeah, eventually down the road, maybe in 2021. I have a lot of ideas, but, um, I don't want to overwhelm myself. So I t- I'm going to take it, uh, one episode at a time and we're going to figure things out and, uh, um, saving more money to get more podcast equipment um, and everything. And at the meantime, um, I'm working hard. Me and my girl, we're going to save a lot of money and we have a lot of things coming. You know, we're going to get married. Uh, we're going to get our own place. Um, I do want to get a podcast room. Um, so when I have uh, different types of guests that come over, uh, I'll have everything ready or I can do it at Trademarks or I could do it at Permanitasa. It just depends. You know, it's just trying to, I try to usually try to cater uh, t- to a lot of my guests because, you know, some, some of them, they live really, really far. So I'm just trying to do whatever I can to, um, you know, they don't make that journey because some people um, I want to get on, they live all the way in uh, Valencia. So I would try to kind of, you know, kind of meet halfway or whatever. So, you know. But um, more things to come next year. I cannot wait. I still have a lot of episodes I'm going to put out. So, um, again, thank you so much. And subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. You know, rate and review. Leave me those five stars. Um, comments. If you guys leave a comment, it's all good. If it's bad or good. But, you know, in a way, um, I'm just trying to uh, to make this episode really, really good. And, uh I wish only nothing but the best for you guys. I love you. Keep on listening. And I'm just trying to help you go through your day. If if you're doing overnight work, you're an RN, uh, you're driving trucks, uh, commuting, you're traveling, you know, that's everything, man. I'm trying to get through. uh, I'm just trying to help you go through, help you through your day. And that's the least I can do. You know, so uh, keep on listening. Uh, I have more and more guests uh, coming up, more episodes, and get ready for next year. But uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. But again, thank you so much for listening. And let's get back to the episode.
All right, we're back on. Uh, Mega Man had to take a beer break, man. We we're trying this n North Coast uh, Brewery Company with Old Rasputin. You know, like this little horn dog Orthodox priest, man. <laughs> Mega Man had couldn't hold it, man. I had to go to the bathroom. I was like, wait, wait, this Ru type out. Yeah, the Russian homeboy. The over Russian here. homeboy. Nine percent. Nine percent, man. Yeah. It. I have. Oh, I, we talked about this. The last time I had a beer. Is with, with it was like a when you when you drink certain things or whatever it brings up old past. Hey, t it happens with taste. It happens with sight, obviously, but also like musically too. Like you hear a certain song, it'll take you, dude. Some songs will bring you to tears, man. You're like, what the frick is going on, man? You know what I song brings have it together? <laughs> you know what song brings me to tears? I was uh, hearing Mint Condition yesterday. Oh really? Uh, swinging because I remember that song. Because I remember the day, I remember that same day I got my heart broken by my by my uh my first uh relationship uh, when I was, was seventh your first grade. Heartbreak. Oh, oh, man. Condition on top of it. Oh Fuck hell yeah, you gonna be in your field. Crying. Man. And I was a loser because I would call like this power uh was a one oh four point seven like I just wanna tell Dedicate I love you. Why did you break up <laughs> with me? I was like there people like this fucking loser uh, right here. Homeboys with Art and yeah, shit, Art, to get it. <laughs> I was trying to like whatever but oh, there's a there's like there's stuff that you just you just can't you can't stop thinking Speaking about of Art Lebeau, dude, he's still he's still knocking dude. He's the still guy's knocking. gotta be like hundred and twenty years old and shit. Dude, he's crazy. That's crazy. I think he still does it, but he does it at the house with you know and everything because of satellite, whatever, and oh, all I'm that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, people, man, there's some old school chos and highness are still doing oh, that. Fuck, Shout out man. to fuck a little puppet. Oh yeah, dude, and and our bullshit <clears throat> is funny because he like like there's some calls from the actual prisons and shit. Yeah. Oh fucking PayPal and, and shit. Like, hey, yeah, I'll see you when I get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> In 25 years. <laughs> you I know. love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh we got we we're going on this and this on this fucking bomb ass flow, but I I gotta get to know you, man. And Jesus, like I gotta know where did you grow up? Well, let's go let's go back and rewind for a little bit and let's start from where you grew up at and we'll blend it everything. All right, insert the little dream sequence. <coughs> right? Fuzzy and shit. Right? Hold on, let me do some pain. Let me let me dream this first. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. So we're all the way back. Um, like I had stated before, a lot of my family is influenced from um, New York. Okay, but I technically, I guess I should be a New Yorker. Both of my, uh, my parents met over there. Both of my sisters were born over there. Mm -hmm. Why was I born in the Los Angeles area? And so what happened is um, my eldest sister, she was in New York for the longest. So she actually remembers being a child in New York. She was like probably like 10 years old when she moved, when uh, my parents moved over here. But uh, the sister that's just a little bit younger than her, she's a little bit closer in age to me. Um, what was happening is she was getting really sick out there, mm -hmm. like, uh, and the doctor said they made a statement. Like, my mom worked at a hospital at the time, and uh, the doctors were like, "She's getting really sick, and the weather out here it's really cold. The East Coast is cold. Everybody oh yeah, knows that. The you blizzards know I mean? and all yeah, that. Yeah, stuff. the blizzard. Like, it's not levels like like over here. We get cold at fifty. That's nothing. I have cousins that have come out to LA and like moved over here, and they're like. When it gets cold, like 50 degrees, 40 degrees, we're over here shivering. They're like, dude, this is like shorts and a, I'm scared. And a tank I'm scared. I'm scared to go to New York. What happens if that, I watch that movie Day After Tomorrow? <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, yeah, Water, no, no, snow. But, but I've, been, I've been in New York at times where like that wind just comes in. And 
And the, and it gets trapped in between the buildings, so it's like this crazy wind tunnel, dude. Like, oh. you'll be out there, and you'll just... Like, you feel like you're about to get blown away, dude. Yeah. But anyway, so the doctors were like, it, honestly, like, she's probably going to keep coming in and out of this, you know, sickness because just the weather out here isn't favorable. So my parents just made a decision, and this is back in the uh, 80s. This is back in, like, uh, 83, 84. They were just like... People did things like this. They packed up the car... My dad knew uh, knew that he had some family out here in L.A. Because my dad's from the Mexican side of my family. My mom's Ecuadorian. And uh, they drove out here. They packed up the whole family. Everything Fucking they had in their trip. apartment. Yeah, five days. Wow, five days? Five days, dude. Damn. To get out here. And they just drove. They took the road trip. They're like, we're moving to L.A. It sounds like a movie, right? Like, this is just the old school shit that used to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, they moved out here. And then maybe like a year or two later, I was born. And I was out here. But, um... We grew up in this uh, neighborhood that's, uh, it's it's actual Los Angeles. Like I stated before, on my address, it used to say Los Angeles. We had the 213 area code, all of that. It was real LA. But uh, we were really poor. Like, uh, that's why I say people don't understand that you could be, just because we're a first world country, you know what I mean? Doesn't mean that there's not third world living out here. You know what I mean? And, uh. It was my parents and three children back then that was not favorable for, like, a Latin American couple, you know what I mean? My dad sort of knew a little bit of English. My mom was a little bit more well-versed because, to be quite honest, her migration from Ecuador, she came from, like, a middle to upper class Ecuador. Okay. So it wasn't like they came to the States to find opportunity to help them. Like, they just came to the States because they were, like, they had money and they were, like, the next progression is the United States. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my mom was going to college in New York when she met my dad. New York City? Like, what, New York City? Um, New York. It, it's a little bit more, I wouldn't say upstate, but you just kind of climb out. of. It's, like, 30 minutes away from the city. Gotcha. From the yeah. big city. Gotcha. And it's, like, a small little community. It's kind of like what you would consider maybe, like, even, like, the burbs out here or something. Like, like Ithaca, like, like that? Like, a, no, I, I would say, like, a, uh, to compare it to, like, a community out here, maybe like a lakewood or something like oh that. yeah like a lakewood cerritos type area okay right and um yeah and it was funny because i could tell you the story about how uh my dad convinced my mom because my mom would have never gave someone like my dad the chance because like i said she was from upper to middle class like uh immigrant and my dad was just straight up mexican hustler hustler paisa to the core man, man. she didn't know about but, that life but but my dad was like uh the place where he came from he was born in me he's from michoacan but michigan yeah he always says that too that's an old joke he goes michigan he's like oh that's michoacan out here in the states i yeah, always yeah. say that yeah so he was like yeah but he was from a part of michoacan that was close to jalisco like right on the border Oh, Jalisco. so you know if anybody knows anything like, a lot of people don't know, there's Mexicans out there that have heavy Spanish blood in them, and they look straight white. Like, if, like before you even hear them speak, you wouldn't even know it. They look super Spanish, very, like, European. And so my dad's that dude. He's very, like, light-skinned, like, you wouldn't know it. But um, anyway, so when he, when he met my mom out in college, he was going to the same college as her, which, um, but he was going there for ESL classes. You know what I mean? He was just trying to learn uh, English. And my mom was going there to take taking actual courses, trying to get her bachelor degree. Mm-hmm. And when he, when he met her there on campus and everything, he had it. He had it just front a little bit. He was like, "Oh, I'm coming here for uh, because I'm going to be an architect." <laughs> and my dad had a little bit of drawing skills. That's where I get my skills from. 
And so she bought the whole thing, and you know what I mean? The rest is history. You got played, Ma. I'm sorry my dad hustled you. We, and, the, and the rest is history. I wouldn't be here without it. You know and we're mean? saying we're living here in L.A., and that's all, too. We can't go back to yeah, but, two the bodegas over there in New York. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it ain't happening. We're no. in L.A. now. Did your mom get just to the to the weather over here and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean, they loved it right away, of course. I mean, yeah. it, it might have been a little hot at first, but, I mean, yeah. of course. They, this weather is second to none. Like, mm-hmm. they say the Florida is like the East Coast Cali, but not oh, really. It's humid. humid. It's humid. It's gro- oh, it's more tropical God. and just gross. You know what's going on uh, over there nah, in Florida? They, there's a lot of pythons over there. Oh, really? And so like what they're too much? The, the whole, overpopulated? Like overpopulated? Yeah. Well, what happened if you listen to Joe Rogan? I did some research on it. There was a lot of people who were throwing pythons into over there into <laughs> oh, the God over man. there, and what happened is those pythons were eating up ev- all the animals. There's no animals over there. It was and okay. and the pythons were getting they're making mating and making more and more and more and spreading. And it's like overpopulated, more like what's going on in Texas with pigs. Mm-hmm. And they eat, there's no animals. I get it. They're eating, uh, they're eating alligators too. That makes sense. My Ecuadorian grandpa he lived in Florida for a long time. Actually, my mom owns a house in Florida. Is in it? Or, it I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Ecuador or is it Venezuela? There's a lot of anacondas. Um, it's just all of that because well, people forget tro- that it's the jungle. Amazon. That's the Amazon, the craziest jungle in the world, man. Like, Fuck, <laughs> man. Good luck surviving that shit. But that's all a part of that. And also, what people don't know about the, that part of like South America, like Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, like that's some of those places are the highest elevation on Earth. That the the closest peak to they they. I mean, because this is the best way they can explain it or to add some, like, character or some fun to it is just, like, the closest peak to the moon is in Ecuador. And it's not because it's the tallest mountain, but because it's a big mountain on already a high elevation. You know what I mean? So it's the furthest, it's the most outward point on Earth. So, like, with Ecuador and also with... uh... I think was it Chile had had the highest mountains oh, or yeah. Peru and all that stuff. Okay, so just to give it some context, when I was a kid and we were flying over to Ecuador, um, it might not have like hit me back then, but I've traveled to a lot of places. I've been to like Colorado, which is the highest elevation here in the states, right? Mm-hmm. You know the Rockies. Yeah. Um, imagine being in an airplane, looking out the window, and you're at at mid-flight so you're like at thirty thousand feet you see mountains that are like right next to the plane like that height like not next to it like we're flying next to mountain but like even like a couple miles away but they're up there in the clouds yeah shit like that i had never seen shit like that where i was like we're in mid-flight we're not even like starting to descend to land like we're at the highest elevation a plane could go and there's mountain peaks that are that high yeah damn shit like that so, so people trip out because the air is thin out here in the Rockies, right, Denver? And the air is, you know, the air is thin. It's harder to breathe. Okay. It's like three, it's like five times that in like Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, like shit like that. Yeah. When we visited out there, my oldest sister, the air was so thin when we landed in uh, Quito, Ecuador, she passed out. I can't handle it. You can't, it's hard to breathe out there. Like, you're on a whole different plane of, like, Shit. existence, dude. That's fucking crazy, man. And it's, and, it, and it's, like, nothing that we can even understand, too. Like, it's even more emphasized for us because we're coastal people right here. Like, right outside, you know, right outside this apartment right here. Yeah, Long Beach, right, the right beach there. Right there. Right Park, next right to there. the water. So, yeah. we're at elevation zero, dude. <laughs> yeah. People don't know about uh, ocean. 
I remember there used to be a hotel right here. Mm-hmm. And that's where they filmed the movie Blow. Yeah, and Gone in 60 Seconds was right here. And that bridge, the Green Bridge. That's scary. At the Green Bridge and this circular um, thing, I forget what this apartment, like this condo complex is called, but it's, everybody will recognize it. I have some pictures of it on my Instagram where it's circular. Out of that parking garage is where they bring out that little Shelby Mustang, and it just, that's where the high-speed chase starts. I saw my first time ever a person jumped at Green Bridge. He committed suicide right in front of my eyes. Oh, shit, for real? Um, We're going to Green Bridge. He, for some reason, I'm like, that's kind of weird. Why did he park Thomas his car? Bridge, yeah, yeah he, he parked his car on the side. He got off. He climbed and jumped off. Yeah. Damn. Yep. And that's why they built those uh, green fences yeah, high. Yeah, they, they built the fences high, yeah, because people used to do it all the time. Yeah. I, I, was, I was like... And, and this is at any bridge, not even just specifically this. I've never like, seen that before in my life. That's But but that's a crazy thing to witness just in general. I was like, what the nuts. fuck? You know, people would just commit suicide or something. I heard the same thing. Uh, the person who made that movie Top Gun, mm-hmm. you know, uh, was it? Well, the Kurt was a Cameron who makes Avatar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His uh, brother committed suicide James over there. Cameron. James Cameron yeah. committed suicide Whoa, there. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. I and I was no like, what? And I was like, and everything. Is this, there's so much weird stuff in Long Beach we don't even know about around. Well, but, just, well just in this, just in this city, man. Did you see all the great white sharks dying over here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Dude, of one the, was just right out here? Yeah. It was right, like literally, if it we was walk a, outside right now and just walk straight to the beach. That was, was right a there. big great white shark. Yeah, yeah. Because it died from, there was a bacteria in the water, just, it, it just it, it, it ate it, the uh, brain. It starts eating at their brain, yeah, yeah. And it was on Long Beach Post, like, what the fuck? It's crazy, dude. Imagine if someone did a selfie under it and it like that. Or just imagine being someone from like middle America, like coming from St. Louis, Alabama, somewhere like that. I mean, no offense to any people like that, but come to LA, it's just like. I get scared. It's the freak show that I, it, that I get scared going us. in the water over there because it's too much great whites. They're like, they're like 30. They found one time they found like 30 or 40 of oh, them. Oh, yeah. I was like, they're mating somewhere, but I'm too scared. Even out here, like, uh, sometimes when I take my son out to the beach, we have to be careful because the stingrays come out here. Like, oh. they swim right next to your feet all the time. I, uh, we, it's just like people forget how dangerous they are just because they're stinger. Like, they're not going to try to attack you, but... You know you the Colorado stung, Lagoon uh, right there on 4th Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, me and my kids saw a, a girl was in the water and a stingray went through her foot. Yeah. And it's like, we, we're out. We're leaving. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they're out here on, um, you know, the Hyatt right here? That's right on, like, uh, when the Grand Prix comes out here? Yeah. You could get tickets to be on the roof of it, right there in that little, like, uh, reservoir of water right there? You can see I em. guess it's connected to it, to, to the actual ocean, like, that's ocean water. Yeah. You If you look in there, you'll see the stingrays in there. Oh, fuck you'll that. You'll see the stingrays No crocodile gun, that guy who got, <laughs> no way, dude. Crocodile hunter, yeah. Crocodile, he got, yeah, fuck yeah. it, man. Right, right. well, I'm telling you, that white people Steve are fucking Irwin. crazy, man. But <laughs> Seeing, you see the big, bigger stingrays in in Vietnam. They're like humongous, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they have sharp, like oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're just, massive. They're massive. But I like the size of this table. Easily, Long, Long easily. Beach has a lot of Long Beach just, has a lot yeah, yeah. of stuff. Okay, okay. So going back to it anyway. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. What I was explaining. All right, moving all the way to LA, and um, no, nah, man. When I was a kid growing up, like one of my fondest memories, um. Living in a house in uh, near Watts, the, I mean, a neighborhood that's relatable that everybody knows out here that is like a poor neighborhood out here, South Central-ish, kind of. Um, we It was five of us living in a two-bedroom house and uh, couldn't afford any furniture. We didn't even have curtains on the windows. Really? We, no. Without people peeking? Nothing. Well, the houses over there are kind of built different in, in the neighborhoods out there. You actually... 
The the funny thing is your lot's usually huge, but the house is small that that, that the lot's on. Gotcha. So like our backyard was like almost like a football field, dude. You could have a whole fucking farm. Hell yeah. And the front yard was huge too. It's as big as some people's even just lot space for their houses, okay? Mm-hmm. But our house was really small. We didn't have no furniture, not a couch, not anything. So we would just get two blankets, put them on a hardwood floor, and we would just sleep on the floor, all five of us. Fuck. Crazy shit, Killed your man. backs. I mean, it didn't matter. At that time, you didn't even care. You were just like, I'm just happy to be alive. Like, you're so humbled because you're in a situation like that. They, like, you don't even care about, like, simple shit. Like, even having a TV, even, like, what kind of shoes you wear. You're just like, shit, I'm just happy to be alive. I'm just happy I get to wake up tomorrow. Dude, you know, type I, shit. Dude, you know? it's, I think a lot of people these days take that shit for granted. Oh, absolutely. I feel like that I don't want to, I want to be a little, not to race, but I feel with a lot of the Mexican people who are born here, they're very spoiled. Well, even, like, I see it even in my uh, child. Even in my own son. You know what I mean? And it's a lesson that I'm trying to instill in him so hard because I got to go through it, right? It's all social media and iPads. Yeah, yeah. And so it's hard because it's hard for him to understand, but I've been trying to plug it in. I mean, he's only seven years old now. But I've been putting it in his mind so much that I'm like trying to build this humility in him, so he understands. I think you know? with I think with the newer generation of kids, I feel like everyone gets a trophy. When a person plays sports or whatever and they lose a game, how can you take that loss? Yeah. Do you quit? Do you cry? Or it's like you know what? Let me work on my skills and let me let me go back and I can beat them. They don't know how to adjust to that. Well, I mean, it, it's it's almost like. Um, it's it's like an oxymoron, but the your biggest accomplishments in life are your failures, to be honest. To be quite honest, when you sit back and just look at it, and you're like, fuck, the biggest moments of growth that I've had in this short amount of time that I've been on this earth, on this planet, is just like the times that I failed. Yeah. Because those are the real, le- those are hard fucking lessons. Yeah, you know oh yeah, because I mean? people don't, people when they fail, like, okay, I'm quit. People should realize when you fail or something happened, focus on those, adjust to it, fix it, learn from it, and make and make things better. Exactly. How did things go wrong? But like exactly. At the end of the day, like even when you're doing just basic things, it's troubleshooting. Yeah. At the end, of the day, it's just like a heavier troubleshooting. Oh yeah. It's just like fuck. Let me sit and think about why everything didn't go right. You know what I mean? What went wrong? What could I have done better? And what could whoever was involved done better? Mm-hmm. But you just don't take sides. The problem is that we have these, uh, and that's the problem. With, that's the real problem with being spoiled now in in this generation is that we develop this confirmation bias where it's just like, how can I prove I'm right? And I tell people that's a problem with with um, why um, the word argument has like such a bad connotation where it's like arguments are good. I like getting in arguments because I like to be proved wrong. Because if you prove me wrong, I learn something. Everyone has their own opinion. I, I get to take something from oh, yeah. it. But I have to be accepting of that. But a lot of people go into arguments just to have the final word, right? Like, like that's a saying, right? Like, you just want to have the final You always want to have the final word. How many relationships have you been in where your girl's like, you, you just want to have the final word? And of course, you just want to win. You want that win. But at the end of the day, it's like, no. The older you get, the more experience you gain. It's just like... Honestly, no, I'm getting into this argument because I want you to prove me wrong. Yeah. Because if you prove me wrong, I learn something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's all I, <laughs> that's all I value like, these days is learning. That's what I do. Like, you, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, you but get... you know what? But it, 
it's it's the knowledge and the experience what what makes you a better person. Not only that, but it is one thing that I try to push on my son the most is if you've never lost, you would never value winning. You would never value winning if you never lost. Because then winning wouldn't have any... Like, I mean, they would have no meaning behind it. But what happens There'd if... There'd be like, no glory. Yeah. There'd what, be no glory. What would happen if a person who was a winner, he never lost, and he takes that one loss, and he just, he just killed his whole life. Yeah, exactly. Because he's never learned how to... Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But you value winning so much because you lost so much. You know what I mean? All those losses, you're like, all right, on my next one, I'm going to shine that much it's, harder. It's I'm going to go for it. It's right? a big ego. Right, right, right. And, and, and you can look at the history of all... Of the biggest winners, like in terms of like the easiest ones to look at is sports related, right? Like Michael Jordan. Everybody think he was super great, but it's like, you know how many losses you went through before he did that? You know how, how many losses Kobe went through? Oh, yeah. Or whoever, you know what I mean? And it's just like, nah. That's why they started valuing it because they, because more than anything, they hated losing. Mm-hmm. But that means they had to lose to hate it, right? A lot of people don't know about this, but Kobe, but when Kobe was in the playoffs when he was still young still, and he... They had no leadership or whatever when Kobe was with Shaquille. And when Kobe was trying to do everything by himself and he was playing the, the Utah Jazz. Yeah, yeah. He made, Epic series. He shot two air balls. Mm-hmm. And it was a big game. Whatever. Like, what the fuck's going on? And be like, no. And this is when LA was still hard on Kobe. Like, hard on Kobe. People that aren't in LA don't know this at that time. Where we... Honestly, before a Mamba mentality and all that just started, we hated Kobe. We wanted him gone. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. But when he made those tear balls, he's like, no, and look what happened. He he got smarter. He learned the game. He has five championships. It's okay. Well, because he got that taste in his mouth. Where he's like, it's hungry. This taste of losing? Competitive. I don't like this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's time to start winning. And you know? yeah, that's just something like that. It's just like... You just learn and learn when you get older and you realize you get more wiser and stuff like that. And if you're smart enough, you use it. You use it to drive. You use it as fuel. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel with the podcast, with everything, what I've been through with life, with everything, it made me understand as a person. It made me realize to be a better father. My father didn't raise me right. My father wasn't there. So the stuff that I saw what my my dad used to do to me or to my mom, I was more like an asshole. And I felt like, wait, that's not me. I don't want I wanna break that cycle. Right. Because I don't want my kids to end up being like how I was. So the podcast and a lot of stuff helped me out to grow and, and have an open mind and learn much as I can to make me a better person. Right. And to see like, hey, there's more stuff out there. To break out of your shell and then, yeah. and then to just get more experiences in your life. Exactly. You start realizing, like, you know, the older you get, you start thinking about it and you're like, shit, honestly, like, we're not here for that long. Yeah. How, we're not how, here for that long. How is it, I know, because we can relate, um, being a single father. Well, it's kind of like, I can relate to what you said. Like, I think that those things that happen to us as children, like the things that we dislike about our parents, it's cliche to say because everybody says this. Everyone's like, different. Everyone's different, but it's also cliche to say, like, things happen for a reason, but I do believe that they happen for a reason. And sometimes, like, people are, like, they want to dwell on the past, and it's like, be careful with that. It's good to learn from your past, but don't get stuck there. Be present, but those things happen to us 
because it's so that we can show our kids how to be better. You know what I mean? And they'll eventually yeah. do that because we're also not going to be perfect. Our mm -hmm. kids are eventually going to dissect mm -hmm. our failure. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have that. That was my problem. I was still dwelling on the past. I feel like, like man, why is Mega Man going of, backwards? Yeah, a lot of people and get stuck moving. there for a long and time. And that's where my girl, thank God, shout out to my girl Cynthia, we talked about it. It's like, you, you got to move forward. Whatever, well, yeah. Well, always look to your past to not forget where you came from. But oh, don't yeah. let it define you. But either. with certain bad passes, like move on. Right, exactly. Than... Don't let don't let all that shit define you. And all and so it's the same with the future too. Like we get stuck thinking about the future, especially the older you get. Like right, like shit trips you up. Like where am I gonna be next year? Like oh my, how am I gonna pay my rent next yeah. month? Like how am I? Oh, can can I afford gas? Can I do? I commute too much. I'm uh, I'm doing, and it's like. A part of you has to think that way because once you become an adult, you have to be a little bit responsible, right? You can't just be like, fuck it, whatever happens next month happens, right? But you can't get too caught up in it. Figure out a structure, get organized so that you don't have to dwell on it so much. And that way you can be present. Mm. Because to me, it's funny because this has been a, the eternal question that, you know, humanity has asked since the dawn of time, supposedly. And it's like, what is the meaning of life? And... I don't want to come out and be like, shit, I'm uh, the wisest motherfucker on earth. And I know the meaning of life, but I do know the meaning of life. And the meaning of life is living. And it's like people forget how to live. Because mm -hmm. they're too caught up either in their past or in what's ahead of them. Or social media. Well, yeah, because social media kind of yeah. in some ways defines you. It's a curated version of your life. But it's like, but who am I right now? You're getting the raw, uncensored version right here with Mega Man. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if I forget that, if I get too caught up in all the bullshit, then I'm just gonna, I can give you the fair, I can, I can give you the romanticized version of my life. And the French one. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be fucking perfect. I'll be like, oh my God, it was tragic when I was young and this and that. But look, I, I, I fought through all these struggles and, and, and I became this, and I can, I can sugarcoat it all I want. Yeah. But it's like, but I don't have to. I don't have to. Because, Eventually, the proof is in the pudding, right? And is within, the, within its own substance. So what I tell people, too, is uh, I don't believe in the word regret anymore as much as I used to before. There's nothing I regret anymore. And people have heard this from, other, from many other people before where they're like, if I was to live this whole life over again, I'd do it the exact same way. And a lot of people don't understand it. They're like, why? Like, wouldn't you have the knowledge to do it better? But it's like, but if I do it better... Like, am I change, where I am today? It would change everything. I wouldn't be who I am today. Exactly. Without the experiences that I've been Oh, yeah. Through. So it's like, I don't regret anything anymore. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Everything, and, and uh, like smarter people than me and astronomers and physicists will always tell you this, which is also true, is the universe is perfect. Everything that is happening is as it should be. You, we as humans are just trying to fight it every single day. And it's just like, why me? Why me? No, not why me. This was, instead of why me, why did I have to go through that? What am I going to take from that? What's, that? what's that good quote version from Harold and Kumar White, uh, White Castle? The universe tends to unfold. <laughs> let it just be. Yeah, let it just be. Don't worry about the shit you can't control because what will be, will be. Just what you can do is try to figure out why. Like you said, like we like we started. I don't know if we said it on air or off air, but the question is to always be asking why. 
That, yes. The, the, the point of this life is to always be seeking more knowledge. Yes. For as long as we're here. You know what I mean? You got you to gotta gather that. It's just I feel like I'm a late bloomer and I'm learning because I always want to learn stuff. Is this, I wish, like you say, we can't go back, but I, I want to learn so much. Imagine if, if I was to go back and say, man, I wish I learned all that. It would change Everything on my we life. W- we wouldn't be. We wouldn't be on Mega Man's I, podcast. I wouldn't be doing a podcast. I wouldn't be doing a podcast. I'll be. Stu- I'll be stuck in Modesto. Yeah, we wouldn't be on I a totally podcast. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally exactly. It. But all that shit that happened. That's the reason we're in front of this mic. Yeah. Right now, dude. And that's why the fucking universe is perfect, man. And that's why I can wake up each day with so much and and flex so much gratitude. Yeah. And be like, yo, man. Like, it's funny because I'll say. The best way to start getting into, like, people call it, it's an overused term, but woke, right? Yeah. But it's like, if you wake up and, like, write down three things that you're grateful for every single fucking day, oh, like, shit. your life will be better. And and people are like, man, but that's too, like, they get too into their head, like, what am I going to write? Like, I'm, I'm thankful for, like, my tia, that she did this. No, 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 no. You could wake up and just be like, I'm thankful for socks. You know what I'm saying? I'm thankful for socks because, like, a thousand years ago, socks didn't exist. When you're walking barefoot in Mexico in the, in the hot weather. Yeah, yeah. With blisters, you might get gangrene on your foot. And back then, there was no sedatives. They're just chopping that motherfucker off or you're dead. Right? No, I'm thankful for socks. I'm thankful that the sun comes out every day. You know what I mean? I'm thankful for the ocean. You know what I mean? I get to hear those waves. I'm like, you know what? And most that important, crazy. you're thankful that you have a roof over your head. Yeah. It's just... just flex gratitude every day and your life will be you know, that much better. I mean, yeah. We're going to get to the art, but what you said, we're thankful for everything. What's going on in Lombi with a lot of the homeless population? It's, it's hard, man. I mean, it's, it's it, hard. It's hard, but I think it's even beyond just a Long Beach thing, and it extends just it's Los Angeles in general. Uh, one, one fact that people don't know about Los Angeles is it's the homeless capital of the United States. And a lot of people wouldn't think that, but I mean. Did you hear what that happened in New York? In Las Vegas? No, what's So happening? the homeless population went down dramatically. And it's like, well, why? What's going on? Well, all the homeless people, with the mayor and all that stuff, how are we, we going to help this deficit? What they did is they were giving tickets or were greyhounds to homeless people and shipping them to other cities oh, to get rid of man. it. So See? that's why the pop, that's why the homeless population decreased big time. Right, or, but they, but they didn't necessarily do that. And they're shipping them way, to though. the Northwest, Pacific Northwest, and over here. And now we have this deficit. Yeah, you know it's 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 hard because we don't know what those people went through. Maybe because maybe the the recession. Right. Who knows? Right, right. We don't know. Right. It's it's crazy. Oh yeah, know? and and that's the problem is that uh, another another uh, thing that we don't flex enough in our lives now that could help us substantially just as humans is uh, having a little more empathy. You know what I mean? Right away you, and and it. And I think you become a little more, you gain a little more humility when you become a parent, regardless whether you're a single parent or not. But you're, but kids will bring out the most purest, like you see the most purest form of humanity in them because they're just asking the simple questions like, why, dad? But like, why that about the saddest things? Like, why are people homeless? Why? And it's just like, shit, I haven't asked that in a minute. I see a lot of, a lot of young kids because I went up to a girl. I was like, what happened? You okay? I'm homeless. Like, Why? Well, this is this is no lie. And she's like, "Why? Because I can't, I can't be at the house." Is why? Because my father molests me. Yeah, it's just we like don't know, home. or like or broken, broken homes, home. or yeah. people like their family's abusive. They or, don't want them, or they're black sheep. Who knows? Or or people got 
and people got caught up on the wrong end of drugs. It started exactly. as like, hey man, I'm just I'm just going out on a party. I just tried some shit out. And you they, know what I mean? And they can't and, stop and, it. And they can't stop it, and they get stuck. And like, I even. I think everybody goes through it, but even I got caught up in it a little bit where it's just like, anytime you see a homeless person, you're like, oh my God, man, like, what the fuck? Like, go get a job. Like, dude, like, there's opportunity for people like you. Like, no, like, don't give me that excuse. So, like, I was very, like, I, I wasn't sympathetic and I also I wasn't empathetic with, with them and I was just very down on it. Like, where it's just like, no, you live in America, you should be able... But it's just like the more you start flexing a little bit of that empathy and start trying to realize like what got you here, like you realize that a lot of these people didn't have much of a choice. Of like what's going on in the borders right now. Yeah. Did you see that that video that picture of that the 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 father and the daughter drowned? They're coming. Oh wow. It was sad, and the and the wife saw because they're trying to come to America to have a better life. Or what's going on with uh, Guatemala, like all those Central America, all those MS thirteens, like they don't want that. That's all. It it, it's all broken with Venezuela. What's funny? Oh yeah, yeah. Venezuela's done. Like uh, Hugo Chavez, what what happened over there? You think that was a bad thing? That I think because now you have a new dictator. Yeah. And you just freezed everything. You don't want the 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 friendship with the United States with all you have oil, you have all that. And it's like you're telling you're giving no it's rations over there. Right. It's crazy. And then these people are like invading other countries and and and, and, I, and I say invading not in a in a bad way, but it's just like they have no other choice, but it's also like their identities lost and it's like they're not necessarily going over there in the right state of life or state of mind and it does become problematic for those other countries where they're also pushing them away so it's almost like um oh man there's this great sci-fi novel called uh, stranger in a strange land but it's such a good book because mm. um it's about um it's a sci-fi book written in i want to say the 60s or the 50s but it's about it's about colonizing mars like the shit that we're almost on like now but um so, like, they go on a mission over there, and on the mission, they send only, like, a specific amount of scientists. And since they want to colonize it, they're sending pairs, like, married couples. Like, it has to be, like, a scientist that's a male and a female that are married. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's not supposed to happen, I think, but, like, uh, one, they, um, one becomes pregnant on the mission over there, and, uh, and the child is born. And to protect them, they leave him stranded on Mars. And there's actually Martians on Mars. So, he grows up becoming a martian they find um you know the earth people get involved years later and they find out that this happened so they're like he's one of us we got to go bring him back and so when they bring him back from mars he gets to see earth from a different perspective even though he's human he's so much in tune with the martian life that he's like really dissecting what humanity is and it's really like a novel about just understanding what we are as humans and just like how lost and confused we are and how detached we are. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why the book is called Stranger in a Strange Land. But it's totally, you can totally relate that shit to what's happening in Venezuela because those are people that are like, they don't have a country. You know what I mean? Just like Libya. Yeah, yeah. It's like people without a country. So with with no country, you have no identity. You know what I mean? Walking around this earth with no identity. Imagine that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why you see a lot of people coming over here to the borders, you know, and right. everything. Even with now, they were going to open the doors for Cuba because of uh, Obama. Now, they're closing the doors because of Trump with, to go to Cuba now. 
Yeah. It's it's this these communist countries. You can't be a communist country forever. You have to open your markets. Oh, of course, of course. You can't. Of course, it's not sustainable. Yeah. It's not. I mean, you have Cuba, you have you know Moscow, uh, Russia, but now your China is a global power now. Now you can feel the tension because of the trades of the ports oh, and yeah. everything well, is affecting the economy over here. Russia has been a growing threat. I mean, China has been a growing threat for a long time because they really try. They look at the way that we were running industry, and they really were like, how can we not only better that, but we're going to focus all our energy on that. Whereas we, sometimes what happens when you're at the top and you have no competition is complacency, right? Mm -hmm. You become complacent. Yeah. And, and the we same, became a victim. Oh, yeah. Right? And the same thing with China and, uh, and the United States. There's a war in the seas. Who's going to control the China seas? Right. Over there, because that's where the oil, the gold, Import the minerals, export, everything. Right. All that is very important. So that's why little by little, they're taking all the islands, all that stuff. And you know, it's, ew, it's crazy. Even though we have a lot of, um, we still have a lot of oil reserves and we have a lot of oil, but we're just not trying to use our own resources. And that's a problem. Right? Yeah, Alaska. But that, but that, yeah, yeah. But that's typical like American like arrogance. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's funny because Latin America, the way that you can almost break down the world in a couple different pieces just by looking at the way that things function in mm -hmm. each place. But I always tell people this. I'm like, Mexico is the United States of the Latin world. And South America is like Europe. You know what I mean? And Mexico is this big, arrogant powerhouse. People, what people fail to understand is that Mexico is not a third world country. Mm -hmm. Mexico is a big player. That's a big money country. They don't know you that. Know what I mean, they don't know that because, you know, the everything that comes out of like the, the way that the media sells Mexico is just like poverty and just like these poor people that don't know shit or they can't. You know what What's I mean? the two countries that you see a lot of the stuff that's made or anything made in Mexico or made in China? Oh, yeah. The biggest, the second biggest Volkswagen factory in the world is in Mexico. Mexico. In Puebla. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Like, it's so big. I mean, don't quote me on this. I might not be 100% right on this, but I want to say that that factory is probably the size of Long Beach. No joke. Like, people have to take transportation, like literal, like vehicular transportation to get from one end of that factory to the other. It's crazy. I used to own a Volkswagen and like... People are like, man, that's greater German engineering. Yes, for sure, 100%. Like, all that technology is German. But, like, you open the door and you look at the... <laughs> it's in Mexico. All of that shit. All, a majority of, like, the German stuff that we get is coming from Mexico. That's crazy, man. factories are out there. There's a lot yeah. of stuff. I feel like now it's like with the economy and the world changing dramatically with China, I feel like, to me, United States, we're taking a lot of resources from a lot of the world countries now... We're getting by now. Before, like now, those countries are taking the resources from the United States, oh, yeah. and it's crumbling. Like with 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 British, right? You yeah. can't occupy all the countries. Yeah. You know they're gonna crumble down. No, and they and they learn. They learn. They learn. Economy, like whoa, world's hey, catching hey, up to the United States. Well, yeah, well, you know everybody's becoming capitalist, right? Yeah, I mean it's the name of the game, right? We all, everybody played Monopoly when you were young, right? And a lot, of, <laughs> and a lot of people don't know about. I love history, but the wars with Argentina and British. A lot of people don't know that little mm -hmm. island has oil. Right, and a lot of people don't even understand how European South America is. There's a exactly. lot of Europeans out there. Oh yeah, even Peru for a long. 
A lot of people don't know that Peru had a Japanese president. From I heard about time. that. Yeah. yeah, I remember yeah, that. Fukimora, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a long time ago. So, like, if you go, like, even if uh, there's not as much Peruvian influence out here, but sometimes you'll go to like a Peruvian restaurant out here, and they have like, uh, it's like it seems like it's a uh, Japanese Peruvian fusion. And it's like, it is, but not really. Like, there's a lot. Like, there's a big Japanese population in Peru. I heard about that. Yeah. That's not bad. It's a trip because there's not a... Because since my since my mom's from Ecuador, there's not a lot of Ecuadorians on the L.A. side. Legit. Like, not. Like, there's more Ecuadorians in New York. Uh, I don't know about Chicago as much. Chicago's a big uh, Mexican population. But, um... So, out here, there's not... So, the closest thing we have to Ecuadorian food or cuisine is Peruvian. Mm-hmm. So, uh, We've always been in Peruvian restaurants or like my mom was like the first one that got me on ceviche, like real ceviche, not the Mexican style where it's all chopped up. The, like you're the eating the real, yeah, you're, you see the, you, you'll get the real squid and it's got the tentacles on it and everything. Oh, it's delicious. That's man. what's up. Yeah. Hey, I was going to, man, we got to get to your art stuff because I want to know what goes on your mind when it comes to art. Oh man. Well, you know. It's hard. It, it, it's hard to explain, but that's the reason that you create, is because it's hard to explain with just words. And so sometimes the only way you can spill out what's happening inside of you is through that art. Whether it's, I mean, I dabble in photography. As you can see, we're right here next to a canvas that I got painted right now. Yeah. I dabble in oil paints. Um, I mess with videography. I mean, even recently, I get, I get in these these little creative uh, I don't even know what to call it but like zones that like even as of late like I started learning how to make beats on my iPad and I started playing with music production I made a couple beats and I was like okay like it's not the greatest stuff in the world I don't know anything about music production or engineering like that but just having fun playing with stuff like that and it's just like I think as humans we're we all are born artists because anybody that's a parent just observe your observe your child for even just like five minutes without them knowing that you're watching them and you'll see it you'll see what it really means to be a human to be creative to be searching to be playing we forget how to play and it's like that's what really drives the the artist inside of us it's like you just got to keep playing but you got to create and in order to create sometimes it's sometimes you gotta you gotta break things apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta break it. Like remember when you had Legos and you and you put them together. Well, if you wanted to if you wanted to build something else, you had to break that shit apart, right? Yeah. And that was the hardest thing to do. Sometimes you're like, oh, this thing came out so cool though, man. And you had to break it apart and redo it again. So like the Japanese have this thing called a, where it's like a, they developed this board, where it's like you could create art. But it fades away after a while. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think in uh, Eastern cultures, they do this more often. I think the monks used to do this, but they used to create like uh, art with sand, I want to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, th- and after they create this crazy and masterpiece, they just wipe it away. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And it's just to teach you that it's just like... The beauty of it isn't in the final product. The masterpiece comes in the process. Because the process, that's where you're bleeding out. That's where your your soul's coming out in it. You know what I mean? Like when you hear a good song and it really hits you and it really touches you, 
play that song back and don't just feel the vocal. Hear every little snare hit. Hear every little drum. Hear every little guitar strum. And it's like those those musicians are out there bleeding their their soul is coming on that. You know when you just hear some soulful music. You know what I mean? It like, just hits your heart. Yeah, you're just like, whoa. You, know you have mean? the good flow. Yeah, or like when you see a good... I tell people this, like, you don't know you've seen a good movie unless it, like, touches you. When someone tells me they cried when they watched a movie, I don't care if it was the Simpsons movie. If the Simpsons movie made you cry, like, man, you got some deep internal issues, maybe. But, hey... <laughs> But hey, it hit you. That was a good... That that means that that was an artistic piece. You know what I mean? That's good. Because you felt what that artist poured out into that piece. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And it came out. And and for one second, you either lived through their shoes or, or you felt their pain or you felt their joy even. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people forget that joy and happiness is also an emotion. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That can yeah. kind of rock you too. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? Like imagine like uh, when you're... When any of your kids were born, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you weren't necessarily sad, but that's the kind of stuff that'll bring you to tears where you're like, this yeah. is amazing. This is a miracle, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. We're almost getting to the end. Uh, let's talk about, uh, because you do videos too. You want to yeah, start getting yeah, into yeah, videos? Yeah. yeah. I've done some video editing. I've gotten, um, when I was in art school, I started getting into uh, dabbling with a lot of digital media. This is when it was becoming a little bit more consumer friendly, like, uh, when finally you could actually make cinematic style videos with equipment that you could bring home. And, and what I mean by that is like you could spend, this might sound like a lot of money to some people, but like $5,000 and you get like nice equipment, right? Yeah. And it's just like, well, it's $5,000. Yeah. But before that, like um, uh, to make a quality cinematic production, you were going to spend tens of thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? It wasn't happening outside of Hollywood. Yeah. But uh, when I was go- when I was in art school, um, a lot of this technology was coming up, so I got a lot. I I got really involved in like um, I, I really one goal of mine artistically, and and it's always shifted. But at that time, I wanted to be a director. I wanted to make movies. I wanted to make uh, you know, I wanted to make motion pictures. Like, oh wow! Uh, like things that stimulate people. So I got really into that. So. I mean, we could talk about movies all day. You could tap into my. Camera. That's a part two. We're, we're gonna we're gonna do a part two. <laughs> yeah, we could do a, we could do a part two where you just like talk yeah. about movies because it's just yeah. like, wow. Like, I've seen them all, and I and I think that was like a much bigger thing back then too because, um, our generation, you watched movies either in the you had to go to the movie theaters, and even after you went to the movie theaters, it would almost take like a whole year before you could even get a copy of that on either a VHS. Or it came out on like an HBO or anything, and that's even if you had any. Other. That's like eight months. Yeah, like yeah. Now like, after like the thing stopped showing in movie theaters, like two months later, it's on Amazon. You can buy it for like easy or like the end of the, like the Avengers yeah. is already out. Or yeah, exactly. And probably the next month it'll be in Netflix. Right. So people don't value it as much. I don't think. But yeah. back then it was just like man, those scenes like. People from our generation, we could talk about the Lion King and people like eyes fl- like if people are from that time, they're like their eyes light up. Top Gun. That's the best like, movie. Did you, you see the new, the, the new scene? Oh man! What do like, you think? Low key, I'm against it, but then I saw that trailer and I was like, Yo, like no. we're gonna oh, I got see. those Top Gun feels. We're gonna see, I got those man. Top Gun feels. I was I like, like it. I like it. I always want to see what the fuck happened to Goose. I like it, but ah, uh, now Goose has to stay. No, 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 not the Goose. Iceman. 
Iceman. Well, oh, I hope he doesn't Ice, die, Ice man. Iceman has to make a comeback. Fuck, man. I just, Dude. when I saw Top Gun, I was like, fuck yeah. Honestly, like, um, when I was a kid, uh, that's legit. I don't want to say it was after seeing Top Gun, but I think Top Gun came out around that time. But, like, I really wanted to be, like, a fighter pilot. You know, like, when you get asked oh, as a kid, yeah. like, what you wanted to be, everybody's like, a police officer, a doctor, I had a whole a bunch of pamphlets of army stuff. Oh, man, my dad had bought me a book that was, like, about this. Oh, man. About I got a jacket at Mervyn's with, like, the fighter jacket. Oh, my I dad, thought, like... My dad was oh, all oh, about boy. that, and it's, like, yeah. all, like, green, right? Tom, Tom Either Cat. that or it was just, like, that brown leather kind I of wanted that first, oh. like, that. With, I used to walk with school with pants, yeah, white you know, shirt. With the patches on with it, With the right? fake-ass yeah. army yeah. neck thing with the jacket. I was like, dude. Yeah, dude, that shit was awesome back then. It was the yeah. best. Top Gun was the shit. Tom Cruise... Uh, sorry, millennials. You don't know real movies, but Top Gun was a shit. Dude. Top Gun was a shit. I want to be a fighter pilot for a long time. Honestly, what what one of the saddest moments in my life is when I realized that like they don't accept people like for certain qualifications. And yeah. As you can see, I wear glasses. I have bad eyesight, and it's like back then, if you didn't have twenty twenty vision, it's like nope, you already don't qualify. Yeah. I was like, damn. Oh no, fuck, <laughs> no, man. No, I ever wanted to do was be in one of those damn jets. I do. It was just. Oh man, this is some some good fucking movies and everything. I but could, I, I could go back to a memory. Um, uh, one time I was in elementary school and it was just like we heard this crazy thundering sound and it was the middle of the day. It was a bright sunny day. It wasn't like a stormy day and it it was very thunderous and we we're like what? So a couple of us got up and just walked out of the classroom and looked up and it was like um, one of those stealth fighters, the all black ones, and it was it just happened to be flying low that day. But it was already like at least like one or two miles away and you were still hearing the thunder. So that was like one of the first times where like that, that uh, what they say is like faster than the speed of sound. Yeah. Like it finally made sense. I was like, oh it's shit. Badass. That's something that's real. Like before badass. I just used to qualify that with like, like, you know, when they, when you used to watch the old Superman cartoons that were like faster than the speeding bullet. Like you thought it was just like a figure of speech. Yeah. Like tongue in cheek type shit. And it's like that day it became real. It was like. We're barely hearing the thunder of that thing, and that thing's been gone. <laughs> like, whoa. Awesome. Dude, that's so much. But we're getting to the end, and uh, I just want to say, um, um, is there are, are there any last words for um, people who are going to be listening to the podcast, uh, you know, and everything? Because I get a lot of listeners from Australia, South Africa, uh, Argentina a lot, and Mexico City. Oh man, I mean, you know, um, got a lot, got a lot, lot appreciate of. Appreciate the South American culture. A lot of sure. artsy people I, in Mexico City a lot. Honestly, one thing like out here, uh, Mexican culture is really deeply ingrained in Los Angeles. But I think that I'm very lucky that um, I got a little bit of the South American side because I don't, because it helps me not necessarily always agree with the Mexican side of things, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a big Mexican bias in Los Angeles. I mean. This used to be Mexico. It's called Los, oh, Los yeah. Angeles because oh, yeah. it was a part of Mexico. So, I mean, but if I can say anything to people that are in South America and um, Australia, wherever wherever in the world they're listening to this podcast, is just like, hey, man, if you have a good feeling about something and you're you're in a good mental space, flex gratitude in your life, you appreciate life. Hey, go outdoors, go enjoy the fact that you're alive today, the fact that you can interact with other humans. I know we're in a time of our lives where like people are down on each other, where it's just like other people are the problem. And it's just like, yeah, man, but you are those other people too. 
So what difference are you making other than just talking shit yeah. about that problem? Oh, yeah. Go out there and let's make a difference, man. And whether that means just influencing people by just showing them what you own creatively inside of your own space or just helping somebody out or just being, you know what I mean? Just being cool, but let's start shifting to a more positive-based life, you know what I mean? And it's hard in this day because, like we said, everything is image-based. It's almost like the whole world went Hollywood, right? We're used to Hollywood because we've lived here our whole life, but like now Hollywood is everywhere because everything's based on how many followers do I have? How many likes do I have? Do I got to be doing the most popular shit? Nah, man. Like, just flex you. Be you. You know what I, you know what I hate the most out of social media is when people help out homeless people, but they have that little selfie here of taking homeless. Right. Don't do that. Do it with no. Just do it from your heart. Don't do it right. on camera to show, oh, look at they're doing it to get the likes. It's all about the likes. So, so like, how I said about, like, waking up and, and being, um, flexing gratitude on three things you're grateful for each day, mm-hmm. you can also do that by helping people each day. And so, like, do something that helps someone else each day. Let's start with one thing. Try to progress it to three things, but without telling anybody mm. that you did it. Mm. Just do it just to do it. And for you. And come home with that feeling. And, and I mean don't tell anybody. Don't tell your mom. Don't tell your son. Don't tell anybody. You come home and that's for you. You did that for you and for that person that you impacted. Dude. Because that could go a long way. You know what I mean? No, that one no, person no. that homeless... It's funny because it's it, it's overused, but it is the small things. Yeah. It's the little things. And it's like that little moment in time, that little time that you helped somebody out, whether it's a homeless person where it's like you bought them a sandwich, you gave them a dollar, you know what I mean? You even just, even if you can't give that, even if you just gave them some positive words or even if you just said hello or just like, how's your day going? Just had a small conversation. You don't know how much of an impact that could have in their lives and it can just totally shift it. You know what I mean? Oh and change it. So it's just like, do that. Fuck let, it. Let, let's be that. We're going to have to do a, a, a part two on this because oh we're, we're going to go, I think on part two, we're going to go balls deep on like some lot of political, a lot of interesting topics and oh stuff man, and stuff. But uh, no, no, we're going to do a part two. Part we'll, two, we're doing it in the ocean. So bring some swim shorts. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> with the sharks? Yeah, say, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be in the water. We'll just Hell hold yeah. up the mic. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, I like this. Uh, I like the, the episode. That's one of the reasons I wanted you on, you know, and, uh, dude, you have a lot of stuff to say, you know, a lot of interesting topics, a lot of, a lot of, I'm going to be thinking today about certain things and stuff like, oh, I should do it this way and that, but dude, this, this was a very interesting topic, like good episode. Any life is a life worth living because there's experience involved Mm. and that substance, you know what I mean? Like. You got to think the way that I look at things now is because I'm into painting and, and photographs. Like I have a bunch of photographs right here that I've taken over the oh years. My God. It's just like, um, imagine every stroke on this canvas being a moment in your, in your life. You know what I mean? Damn. And you're painting that picture, man. Dude, this is deep, man. Dude, <laughs> hey, I just want to say thank you so much for, uh, man, I'm looking at these pictures after I'm after the podcast. Thank yeah, you so yeah, much for 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 being on the Mega Man's podcast, man. No, no, thank you for having me on the Mega Man's podcast. Hey, we're gonna man. do a part when two. You told me I was like, no, we're gonna do sure. a part two because for we have sure. we 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 only scratched the surface. Oh, 
we have me. we have we can we, we're gonna go balls deep we on the part the two pimple yet. we haven't uh, popped the pimple yet or a black kid <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much uh where can people follow you at uh you guys can find me on instagram mostly at uh blue coyote that blue is spelled in french so b-l-e-u still pronounced blue underscore coyote Hell yeah. yeah. Any shout outs or anything before we log off? Uh, not necessarily. I don't have any off top, but um, you know what I mean? Of course, you got to shout out the parents. Like, if I'm winning an Academy Award, it's always, <laughs> you know, God first. And then, you know, I love you more only, than that. Only God can judge you. me. <laughs> That's so typical. Only uh, God can judge yeah, me. Yeah, you got to do the God shout out. It's just, you know what I mean? That's what's up. <laughs> uh, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rate, review. Uh, you can find my podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitchers, uh, Anchor, Radio Public, uh, Pod, Pod, with Podbean, Pocket Cast, Overcast, um, just everything. And uh, shouts to uh, my girl Cynthia. I can't wait to uh, see our son Emiliano next month. Oh, uh, awesome. You already got the name. I, I got the it. name, Emiliano. Yeah. yeah. And uh, shout outs to my son Gavin. We named after Gavin Brosdale from Bush. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you're from the Grunge era. There yeah. Oh, yeah. Alexander. Nirvana, STP. Yeah. yeah I was going to name our son Alexander, but his middle name is Lucius, like from the movie Incredibles. Oh, shit. And please. shout outs to uh, my daughter, Luna, for being cancer free. Uh, She's, she's on. She's she's gonna turn three this year, and oh, cancer free. I'm just so awesome. so. I always give my shouts to my kids because I when they get older, I want I want them to know that their dad made a difference. Yo. And when they hear each episode, each episode is an important guest because I want your story or with your kids to be you know for them when they, when they get older like hey that was my dad. But that's my mom, you know? People forget that we as humans, we see ourselves as separate entities because we have our own personal things and, you know, yeah. we're inside of our own consciousness, but we're all one organism. Yeah. We're all one organism. We're yeah. just fighting each other. We've been yeah. fighting each other for too long, man. Let's come together. I'm, I'm Come together, baby. I'm, I'm building an organic... And you're doing that. You're starting I'm, it. I'm you, trying to build an organic that. legacy yeah, yeah, for the podcast, so I want people to know... Uh, my podcast, but also know whoever I have on as my guest. As my son says, and it's funny to me because he's such a young little hip dude, even though he's only uh, seven years old, but he says, hashtag blessing. <laughs> hashtag blessing. Bless up. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing though, I do have to, I do have to ask one last question. All right. Because, all right, I get to be the interviewer. Right okay. Now. What what's the story behind Mega Man? Why Mega Man? What's my favorite video game of all time? Favorite video game of all time. That's it. Right, that's right. it. Easy answer, dude. <laughs> wow. All right, all right. There you go. That's the easy. There Mega Man is the, the favorite game. That's the easiest thing. People get that. Tell me go. what's the why why Mega Man? By far the best video game of, of the original Nintendo. All right. So I do a lot of um also to interact with a lot of my followers and my favorite accounts. I do a lot of illustrations. Mm -hmm. A lot of them get re-shouted out in uh, stories and whatever. But like, I like doing illustrations of people. The Mega Man one's coming up. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank Stay you so tuned. much. Stay tuned. You guys are going to see that Mega Man illustration. And everyone, wow. we're going to do a part two uh, when Blue Coyote, Jesus, has time. We're going to do a part two. Um, other than that, uh, thank you so much uh, Jesus for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. All right. We're out. Later, guys. Peace. Late. late.